Snyder, buzz, long slap shot, saved by Muskin. The U.S. team is depending a little bit too much now on Jim Craig. He's making too many good saves. Arruzzi yes! scores! Mike Arruzzioni! by the Scorpions. They're a German band. They're not Russian, but they do mention Gorky Park in this song. I really could think of a better way to celebrate the Russian New Year than to start today's show with audio from the 1980 American Olympic hockey team when we, in fact, shocked the world and beat the Russians in the 1980 Olympics. And you heard the goal there from Mike Erosioni. He was the captain of the team. And then, of course, the very, very famous Al Michaels. Countdown, do you believe in miracles? And yes. I can't believe it's been 42 years, but we beat the Russians. Then, of course, we still had to beat Finland. People forget we didn't win the gold by beating the Russians. We had to beat Finland to get the gold. We did that, and we got the gold medal. So there you have it, folks. Welcome to the Friday edition of Bernie and Sid in the morning. We do have a bunch of very influential and uh, famous Russian ladies. All Russian ladies on the program today, plus guys like Curtis Sliwa, Rob Suter, not Russian ladies. we got a very, very good show for you. No Bernie today, and uh, that's it. Till, he'll, he'll be here Monday. Uh, he, he got home from the hospital, I guess, late last night. I got texts from both uh, Bernie and Carol. Bernie said he had one more test yesterday, which resulted in a ton of pain, in a ton of pain. So he's uh, taken today off. He'll be back on Monday. I'm not sure he'll be here. He may be home. But uh, regardless, if you miss and love Bernie, and so many of you do, his voice will be on this show come Monday morning. So there you have it. That's all I know. Uh, I have no other news. I don't know any of the test results. And if I did, I'm not sure I'm at liberty to share it anyway. All I can tell you is he's home, he's resting, he was in bad pain last night, he's getting better, he'll be back on the air on Monday. Is that basically the uh, the update? Yeah, I think you covered it all. Well, I get so many damn messages. You know, I, first of all, I'm exhausted today. None of you care, I know, but that's fine. I, I, don't, I don't care if you care. I'm exhausted. Be quiet, Frankie. I'm exhausted. Uh, you can't watch us where you ordinarily watch us, but you can still watch this show right now. We're on Facebook. Where are we exactly? The WABC Facebook page. 
Yeah. And we're streaming live. So if you usually watch us, for example, at WABCRadio.tv, we're not there right now. But if you go to the WABC Facebook page, you can watch us live. You can see me in studio right now wearing a blue jacket, blue shirt. And I feel like I look really tired. So uh, I'm such a, um, a, a neurotic uh, freak that I walk around asking everybody on my staff, Justin, Luke, Frankie, how do I look? You know, And they lie anyway. They go, you look great. You look, you look marvelous. Um, but I feel like I look more tired than usual. My eyes, I feel like, are completely closed. I'm exhausted. I'm losing my voice. And um, look, I'm not complaining, folks. Trust me. I'm doing what I love. I'm doing what I'm the best at. I'm the best at this. That's the bottom line. But um, when Bernie's here, it's uh, it's a lot easier. And when he's not here, to do this show four hours alone, although it's still great, is really taxing on my voice and everything else. So uh, I got up this morning to uh, make pee-pee, because I do that like five times a night now. I'm getting old, you know. And uh, I was so excited because it was Saturday. So I flushed the toilet, went back into the bed. It was 2.47 a.m., and I said, yes, I get to sleep. I got another eight hours. And then uh, like 15 minutes later, I woke up with, with palpitations, uh, a, a full-on anxiety attack, 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God, it's Friday. I have to work today. I swear to God, that's exactly how it went. I'm like, oh, thank God it's Saturday. Now, Bernie, if Bernie comes in today, I don't care because I'm not coming in. And then I realized it was Friday, and here I am once again with the, uh, with the whole crew. We got a great crew here. We really do. Uh, Bernie again back on Monday, but I've got Justin Ellick. Now, Justin, this is a very, very big day for you because Justin is dating a young lady, Svetlana. She is, um, <laughs> he actually bought her. Uh, she's the, I, I refer to her as the Russian mail order bride. And uh, your girlfriend is Russian. Now, now you say that, uh, and I want to get her on the show today. Can you make that happen? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, and you said to me that I shouldn't call her that. No, no, you, de- you definitely should uh, should refrain from calling her and that. And why is that? Um, because she doesn't like it. She's going to get mad. Yeah, she's going to get mad. Like I said to you earlier, but what do I care if she gets mad? I'm not the one sleeping with her. Well, That'll I, be your cross to bear. Yeah, it will. I would immediately run into the doghouse with my tail between my legs. Well, she doesn't know that I call her that ordinarily anyway? Uh, no. Oh, you never told her that? I, why would I tell she her She never that? listens? Why, why would I oh. at liberty tell her that? She never listens? She does, but she hasn't, uh, she hasn't stumbled heard that upon yet. your, uh, right. you know. Right. Well, I'll promise you now that I won't call her that, but I'm also going to promise you I can go back on that promise. Oh. Yeah. How does, so, that, how does well, that work? Well, you just don't know. It depends on, on my mood at the time. I could be very tired and just kind of let it go and right. call her Lisa, or I can just uh, really, really ensure you have a miserable weekend. Right. These are the, the chances you have to take. So those promises kind of just cancel each other out. Well, so I mean, it could, no, I don't know. It depends. So now there's. Really, I must taught me this. Yeah, there's really no promise in either direction. There's really no. Nah, there's not much of a promise. No, no. Right. But she needs to be on because she's Russian, and uh, we're celebrating Russians. Yeah. You know what's coming on today is uh, this lady Irene Gabo. You know who she is? Sure. Big time lawyer. Sheepshead Bay. She works in uh, personal injury. She's got a great story. It all started for her somewhere in Russia a long, long time ago. Her mother and father and her came to the United States with $500 in their pocket. That's it. And now she is a thriving, successful attorney in Brooklyn. So while uh, she will join us today, also Victoria Volson. Is that how you say that? 
Yeah, I, I would you assume have no so. Idea. I, I, I would assume so. The, the W tends to be a, a, v, a v sometimes. Yeah. yeah, she's the executive director and CEO of the Tolstoy Foundation. Luke Lagrano, a man of all worlds. His father Larry, still the most powerful New York Stock Exchange worker in the history of the game. Uh, what do you know about the Tolstoy Foundation, Luke? Uh, I know that it sounds great. It's got a name that rolls right off the tongue. Uh, do a lot of great work. I mean, uh, that's uh, pretty much all I got. What kind of work do they do? They so great work. Uh, it's phenomenal. You'd love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was established in 1939 by Alexandra Tolstoy. The Tolstoy Foundation is a nonprofit international philanthropic organization without political or religious affiliation committed to a dual mission of humanitarian and cultural educational concerns. I told you it was great. That is great, no? That's exactly what I said. All right, and then there's one other lady coming on today, and uh, she's uh, Inna Vernikov. She was on with me and Bernie just a couple of weeks ago. Ukrainian-American attorney. She's a New York City council member for the 48th District, a member of the Republican Party. And that's all. That's my neighborhood. Boynton Beach, Gerritsen Beach, Gravesend. How about that? Manhattan Beach, Marine Park, Midwood, Plum Beach, and Sheepshead Bay. And she's hot. You know, last night I I told uh, Danielle and the kids, I go, I got a bunch of uh, Russian ladies coming in tomorrow. You know, three guests are all ladies. And uh, Danielle actually went on Google to look up what they look like. But she always says to people, she's not the jealous one. My husband, Sidney, he is a psycho jealous, which is true. I mean, I got, I got the Brooklyn jealousy bug. Give me, there's no question about it. But um, she wanted to see pictures of all these ladies on Google last night, and some of them are hot. So It's a testament to how, uh, you know, charming and and uh, handsome you are that she's so worried that you would sweep I'm, these I'm, women I'm, I'm off fine. their feet. I'm not going to call your girlfriend that. Okay, fine. Oh, Don't start sucking up to me because you're nervous. <laughs> I see what you do. I see it. Talking about charming and handsome, this is something I very rarely do, talk about myself. <laughs> but if you go to my Instagram page right now, Rosenberg.Sydney, Rosenberg.Sydney, or my Facebook page, Sid Rosenberg, you're going to see that this is really unbelievable. And I don't know why it's the case. I really don't. I just mentioned Gravesend. You guys know, of course, I'm in that television show, Gravesend. I'll be shooting in Miami the end of January, wrapping up season two. And hopefully by April or May, season two of Gravesend will be on uh, Amazon Prime. But I've got uh, two movies that I'm doing. One is called The Gemini Lounge with Danny A. We start shooting March the 21st in Los Angeles. Another movie that I'll be doing is centers around the real stock market crash in um, Bayonne, New Jersey. In the 1960s, and a friend of mine at CNBC is making that movie happen. And supposedly, I've got a very, very big role alongside Patton Oswalt. And now yesterday, just yesterday, thanks to my dear friend Peter Gordio, my trainer, my nutritionist, my uh, just my guru, he's also in Gravesend, I got my third movie opportunity. And it's really exciting. This one is a, a British group. They're making a major motion picture. They shoot uh, here in New York in April. And then the movie is going to turn into, you ready for this? A weekly TV series in London. And the same actors that are in the movie, which include me, will be in the weekly TV series. How huge is that? You got a two for one. Classic. Yes. So I found that out yesterday, and I actually signed an NDA last night. That's how serious this is. Not to reveal any other information. I can't say the name of the movie. I can't say who's going to be in the movie. Some big stars. Big. Sid, you do know you're on TV every day at WABCRadio.tv, right? And that, too. Yeah. Pretty exciting, right? 
Big star. Not this morning on Facebook. I am a big star. I guess. I don't know. Compared to who? Like, compared to most big stars, I'm not a big star. Well, we recently learned that Justin Elk's pretty famous, and I guess you're more famous than him. My son, uh, Gabriel, told me last night I'm not really famous at all. Wow. My own son. He said, Dad, you're pretty cool, but you're not all that famous. Uh, what's the big story today? I guess the Supreme Court last night shot down, or yesterday, shot down Joe Biden, as Bernie calls him, the imbecile in the White House. Joe Biden wanted to have these uh, mask mandates, no, excuse me, vaccine mandates for all these uh, big, large companies. We know that's ridiculous. We know it is. Uh, I, for one, have been saying this for the better part of two years. I'm sick of mask mandates. Sorry, Joe Lieberman. I'm sick of vaccine mandates. I'm sick of hearing about COVID. I don't care. I care about people. I really do. I'm a very sensitive, good soul. I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't care. If Bob Saget died of COVID, it's going to make me sad for about five minutes. I'm just sad that Bob Saget is dead. I don't care what he died from. I'm being serious. And I'm getting my booster shot today. And I've got a Bob Saget cut on that. But the Supreme Court did shoot down Joe Biden's attempt to have everybody vaccinated because, of course, the unvaccinated, according to people like him and Howard Stern, are evil, the horrible people. What kind of sound do we have for that this morning there? Uh, uh, well, we've got the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Well, let's play her first, this idiot. The Supreme Court's decision on the OSHA mandate essentially means that in in this pandemic, it is up to individual employers to determine whether their workplaces will be safe for employees and whether their businesses will be safe for consumers. Uh, So President Biden, you'll see this in his statement, uh, will be calling on and will continue to call on businesses to immediately join those those who have already stepped up, including one-third of Fortune 100 companies uh, to institute vaccination requirements to protect their workers, customers, and communities. All right, now we go to the lady that I was told by Lydia earlier this week is on her way out. She's still hosting 7 p.m. weeknights at MSNBC. With a capital R, racist Joy Reid spoke about this last night. At this point, it is hard to think of them as anything other than right-wing ideologues. They should all just have right-wing talk radio shows. They are not <laughs> justices in the great tradition oh, of Supreme Court justices. Of course not. They're just politicians. They're just added to, as far as I'm concerned, I see nothing right. about what they're Guess doing that, that, that I can possibly respect. It's, it's sad what's happening to this country. No, it is sad when people like you, racists, demand television time every night. The Supreme Court is not sad. The final score was 6-3, to three, the vote, I should say, final score. And yes, uh, three of those Supreme Court justices, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, and Neil Gorsuch, Donald Trump put on that um, put in there. I don't know uh, who who voted how. Did they actually tell us individually how they voted? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But it was six to three. Finally, later on in the evening, after Joy Reid and her racist spew on MSNBC, Jimmy Kimmel, ah, good buddy Jimmy Kimmel, on his crappy late night show. He spoke about it as well. President Biden had a bad day. You know that vaccine mandate he rolled out last year, the one that required companies with more than 100 employees to get their workers vaccinated or tested regularly? Well, that was struck down by the Supreme Court today. The conservative majority ruled that Biden's mandate went too far and our individual right to get COVID from the worst person at work has been preserved. Such an idiot. That was funny, though. All right, so here's our guest list for today. We'll kick off the Russian New Year celebration with John Katsimatidis. My, uh, you know, since my father passed away, I almost consider John my father. I swear to God, he's that good to me and Danielle and my family. Him and Margot, I love him. He's coming on at 7.05. Curtis Sliwa. 
Curtis Sliwa is still looking for the white supremacists that are threatening Eric Adams. He's still looking. He's coming in at 725, 740 again from the Tolstoy Foundation, Victoria Wilson. Coming up at 840, I love this guy, the naughty gossip columnist Rob Shooter. 905, Inna Vernikov, a politician in Brooklyn, and Irene Gabo from Gabo Law coming up at 925. As always, the number is 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Bernie and Sid with me, Sid, on a Friday morning, only right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Sometimes entertaining, sundarious, always compelling. This is Talk In here, there were two guys killing each other, but I guess that's better than 20 million. So I think that's better than 20 million dollars. So what I'm trying to say is that if I can change, and you can change, everybody can change. You call me from the room in your hotel. All full of romance. Someone that you met And telling me How sorry you were Leaving so soon And that you miss me sometimes When you're alone in your room Do I Ah, from the great movie Rocky IV. Let's <laughs> just play some Phil Collins, December 5th. called was Mikhail Baryshnikov was one of the stars, of course, uh, of Russian descent. And Rocky IV, when Sylvester Stallone's Rocky character defeated Ivan Drago in Russia to win the boxing championship of the world. Now, if you're curious as to why we celebrate the old Russian New Year today, I've got the information for you. And this comes from my dear friend, Margot Katsimatidis, who I love uh, like a mom. I've already talked about John. Margo as well. It, uh, the Old Russian New Year, or the Orthodox New Year, is celebrated as the start of the New Year by the Julian calendar since 1918. So uh, how many years is that, Alec? Uh, it's almost 100 years. Or, yeah, over 100 years. Oh, my God. 103. Oh, my God. You're so stupid. <laughs> it's 104. It's 2022. You're right. It is 2000. No, but tw- no, but 2022 is not over yet. Oh my God! Like we just got past. You went to this uh, Ursinus College. It might actually be 103. You went to Ursinus College. Yeah. And I made fun of it the other day. Yeah. So there was a guy that I met many, many years ago. Yeah. I was at the Wall Street station. I was living down on Hanover Square, down by Wall Street, and I come off the. Uh, I go, I'm going down to the station. This guy's coming up the stairs, and he goes, "Sid." I'm like, "Yeah, who the hell are you?" He goes, "My name is Chris McGlynn." And you're not going to believe this, but I'm listening to your podcast right now. And he goes on and sticks one of his nasty ear pods in my ear. And sure enough, I heard my voice. 
and I thought it was really, really cool. And now me and Chris are pretty good friends. Turns out his wife went to Orsina's college. There you go. And he sent me a text last night, the author of one of the greatest books of all time. Yeah. Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, but he only went for like a year. Oh, was that true? J.D. Salinger? Yeah. So uh, what does this go on to say here? So in the 20th and 21st centuries, the old New Year falls on January 14th in the Gregorian calendar. This traditional dating of the New Year is sometimes commonly called Orthodox because it goes back to a time when governments in Russia and Eastern Europe use the Julian calendar, which is still used by some jurisdictions of the Eastern Orthodox Church. That's why today, January 14th, is the Russian New Year. You got it? Yeah, I got it. You don't sound all that interested. I think I kind of already knew that. Like, somebody had definitely told me that before. This is what you and your girlfriend talk about in bed? The Russian calendar, the Julian calendar? Yes. After a, after a, a romp, after a tremendous sex, you guys talk about the Julian calendar? Yeah, some people you like to sit in bed and smoke a cigarette or something, sure, but sure. Uh, but yeah. us, no, we talk about you know Russian history and oh, you two kids are so kinky and wild. I love it's it. It's crazy. I it can't really even imagine. Hot and bothered. That's got to be so hot. The Julian calendar. Oh my God! You got to film it once. It gets the juices flowing. What time is she coming on today? I don't know. It's six thirty in the morning. She's not awake yet. I've been up for four hours. Well, you do a morning show. That's true. You know, I did enjoy Craig Melvin yesterday. I'm not a big Craig Melvin fan. He's a great-looking guy, and he's a very smart guy. He's on MSNBC, though. He's another one of these you know, crazy people. Uh, but he sat down with um, the President of the United States, Kamala Harris. Uh, I did call her the President of the United States because that's how Joe Biden refers to her, even though I think her real title is Vice President. But I'm not sure what she's done, but she's the VP. So Melvin kind of took her to task. Yes, Is that right, Justin? That is right, yeah. Here it is. This is courtesy of MSNBC yesterday. This is Craig Melvin and the vice president, or depending upon the day, the president of the United States, Kamala Harris. The 500 million tests that have been ordered that are going to be sent to every every American, do we know when those are going out? Shortly. They're going to go out shortly. They've been ordered. They've been ordered. I have to look at the current information. I think it's going to be by next week. But soon. Absolutely soon. And it is a matter of urgency for us. Should we have done that sooner? We are doing it. But should we have done it sooner? We are doing it. Well, yeah, but he goes on worse. She goes, we are doing it. But then he asks about the, uh, the 2024 Ticket, the Democrat ticket, we have all that. Then she gets really impatient and nasty. Here's some more of Craig Melvin, Kamala Harris, courtesy of NBC. Are we going to uh, to see the same Democratic ticket in 2024? I'm sorry. We are thinking about today. I mean, honestly, that I, I, I know why you're asking the question, because this is part of the punditry and the, right. the gossip around places like Washington, D.C. Let me just tell you something. We're focused on the things in front of us. We're focused on what we need to do to, to address issues like affordable child care, what we need to do to ensure... So there have been that, no conversations that, about 2024? The American people sent us here to do a job. And right now there's a lot of work to be done, and that's my focus. It sounds Sincerely. like you're at least familiar with some of the punditry. I don't know if you've heard that there've been some, there's been some talk about a, a, a Biden-Cheney ticket perhaps in 2024. Did you read that article? I did not. I'm, I, no, I did not, and I really could care less about the high-class gossip on these issues. She's a moron. The, uh, the saying is, I couldn't care less. Not I could care less. I couldn't care less. 
Uh, that's interesting, huh? Liz Cheney, a Republican on Biden's ticket. Biden's out anyway. Hillary Clinton right now becomes a favorite on the left, unless, of course, Michelle Obama decides to hop in. Traffic and sports are coming up next. Who's doing sports this hour? You are, Justin Ellick. Yeah. But right now, it's the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to my friend Rita Cosby. She's great. Weeknights at 10 o'clock, right after Bill O'Reilly here on ABC. Here, Rita talks about the aforementioned Joe Biden. Anytime I now hear Joe Biden saying, oh, you know, that rhetoric of that person that that person said, it is nothing compared to, I think, the speech that we heard him give less than 24 hours or so ago. It was disgusting. And I thought it was smearing. And I agree with Mitch McConnell. I thought it was beneath the presidency, especially for a guy who is claiming that he's above it all, that he's not going to lower in the rhetoric. He's not going to lower in the punches. He's going to be the kind, gentler president. I didn't see any of that yesterday. And I'm glad to see that many people are criticizing it. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC. Not Sid, but Justin Ellick here with your bottom of the hour sports update. Again, sponsored by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com or PavilionTankless.com for a deal in you. Peerless Boilers, America's best built boilers. Let's begin on the hardwood. It's just the Nets took the floor last night against the Oklahoma City Thunder in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant taking a rest day and James Harden having the look of a man who needs one. The Nets dropped a game they should have handled easily, losing to the 14-27 and overall Thunder by a score of 130-109. to The Nets will get a full day of that much-needed rest today before they welcome the New Orleans Pelicans to town tomorrow night. Quick stop in Knicksland where the orange and blue were off last night and will be off again this evening. They'll be heading to Atlanta, where they're where they're set to face the Hawks tomorrow night. Tri-State battle on the ice last night between the Devils and Islanders proved to be a worthy ticket as the Islanders were able to squeak out a close 3-2 victory at home in their first game back to action in nearly two weeks. The Islanders will welcome the Capitals to the island tomorrow afternoon, and the Devils are off until Wednesday when they'll welcome the Phoenix Coyotes to town. Now for the Blue Shirts, who are out west in San Jose to battle the Sharks. Igor Shesterkin made 37 saves in his return from COVID-19 protocol and route to a 3-0 shutout and an impressive road win. The Rangers will be in South Philly tomorrow night for a date with the rival Flyers. Now for some controversial college sports news as women's sports advocates are now speaking out against the NCAA and its rules on uh, on transgender student-athlete participation. Former USA swimming official Cynthia Millen puts it simply when she says, it's just not fair. It is unfair for bodies that are male to be swimming against bodies that are female and bodies swim against body and we know that no amount of testosterone suppression drugs will change the anatomy of a male to a female millen and other advocates are warning that the future of women's sports is in danger if transgender swimmer leah thomas of the university of pennsylvania is allowed to keep competing on the women's team that's your bottom of the hour sports update i'm justin ellick on 77 wabc again brought to you by pete morgan and peerless boilers go to peerlessboilers.com or paviliontankless.com for a deal near you peerless boilers america's best built boilers with sports i'm justin
Great friend of the show. She loves me and Bernie. Good call out of her on this one. This is Nikita. You can leave this playing by Elton John. It's about the Russia Cold Wars and their lovers. Nikita by Elton John as we celebrate the Russian New Year here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The captive fellows know. Oh, Nikita, you will never know. Nikita, you will never know. Now, if you're trying to watch this show like you ordinarily do on WABCRadio.tv. That ain't happening. And uh, here to tell us why is Chad's daughter, Chad Lopez, who I love dearly, <laughs> his beautiful daughter, who's a very talented young lady. She mans the controls so you could watch us on television, Gabby Lopez. Good morning, Gabby. Good morning, Sid. What's good today? Um, I just wanted to let everybody know that we are streaming live on our Facebook page. So if you go to 77WABC on Facebook, you will be able to watch our live stream today. And it's the same graphics and same video that we... Yep. Okay. We're still doing the same kind of thing that we were doing on YouTube. It's just we're doing it in a different place for today. We're trying to work out some kinks and stuff. Okay. So. Well, I just saw you on TV just now. I know. I just saw myself. Yeah. yeah looking good as always. <laughs> Proudly wearing your Suffolk University t-shirt. Yep. What is that? You didn't go there. You went to Boston. No. Yeah. So Suffolk University is in Boston. Oh, that's a, a school you went to. I don't know that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. There's Suffolk Community College out on Long Island. That's what I thought it was, right? Yeah. Oh, that's Suffolk the university, university you went to. Right. Yeah. I actually... You know, I spoke to your father. I was um, getting deals done for me and Bernie, getting our contract extensions done. And uh, you were in college in Boston. Yeah. And I spoke to your father one Saturday morning. You were about to leave school. You were graduating. And he said, what is that ruckus in the background? I was in the park, Riverside Park on the Upper West Side that day. And I said, you know what that is? Joe Biden was just announced the next yeah. president of the United States. That was that Saturday morning your dad was visiting you. Remember that? Yeah, we were actually in, we were at a diner, and I remember him getting that phone call from you. And yeah. I was sitting there, and I was like, what's going on? And that's, we heard the same kind of thing, because all of a sudden, everybody in Boston, because you know how Boston Very liberal is. town, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. everybody was in the street screaming and all this stuff. I was yeah. like, what's going on? Including your father. He voted for Biden. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, well, uh, thank you for filling us in. Of course. You're doing a great job. You know I love you like my own yeah. daughter, so thank yes. you. Gabby Lopez Thank here on the you. Bernie and Sid. Uh, you're welcome in the morning show. So I did uh, state that later on this afternoon, my whole family, not just me, we're going to CVS on the Upper West Side, and we're all getting off flu shots, which I get every year anyway. And that was really because of Hesche Organbaum years ago. And we're getting our boosters. So Lisa Ganji, the girl I just spoke about, who, by the way, ordered her happy birthday wish on Cameo. I had 17 Cameo request this week. 17. It's pretty good. How much are they going for? Like four bucks a pop? I charge 40. But there was one guy who wanted it in 24 hours. I didn't even know this. So he had to pay 60. Really? Yeah. To wish his father, Jim, a speedy recovery and, and sorry to Big Bernie and Sid fan. So they're all Big Bernie and Sid fans. Wish my mother a happy birthday. Wish this, wish that. So Ganji uh, actually ordered one of my cameos. She said she got the booster couple of weeks ago and she for three days she felt like she was going to die now look i've got both vaccinations pfizer i had the the delta virus 
I was sick for like two or three days. That was it. And so I've got the antibodies. So I'm not afraid of this booster, but now I'm afraid. We'll be fine. I was fine. I didn't. I oh, you were fine? I, I forgot I got a shot. Yeah, Bernie too. Bernie got the shot upstairs. He was fine. I totally forgot that I had, like, the Band-Aid was the only reminder that I had. Oh, that is I, that right? That I had the shot. Because somebody very, 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 very famous, a beloved comedian, died this week, and it turns out he got the booster shot, like, only days before he died. Here's Bob Saget. Not to preach, you know, about, I got my booster shot. I'm 65, so I got it yesterday. Uh, day before, and uh, I, I was hurting. I had it. I've been telling people I got it in my ass, but I got it. I had it right below my balls because I wanted them to get bigger. That's a bit much. So there you have it, Bob Saget. By the way, nobody wants bigger testicles. Uh, not men, not women. Nobody likes that. But at any rate, he was being funny. But he got the booster, and now he's dead. I'm not saying that's why he died. We don't know why he died yet, do we? No, everybody's saying natural causes, whatever that means. That means your heart stops and it's over. That's it. Yeah. That means he did a lot of drugs for a lot of years, and he probably did irreparable damage to his heart, like I've done. Like, I'm going to – listen, Bernie's got cancer, and uh, thank you for all the prayers and the messages. I get 1,000 a day. He must get 10,000. He will live forever. I'm going to die tomorrow. Like, I feel like I'm dying today. (laughs) But I went through the same thing. I had years and years and years of abuse, alcohol, cocaine, and uh, so did Saget. Cocaine. That's right. And then okay, all of a sudden, that's right, you're doing okay, and then you're dead. Boom, just like that. Because some of that damage doesn't go away, you know. So uh, we got that to look forward to. I guess. Yeah. So I caught a sleeve keeps coming in every day. Who do you think will be the first person to call this station when I die? Here, I'll give you a list of people. Curtis Sliwa, who does love me. Curtis does love me. Curtis is actually one of the main reasons why I got back to New York. He lobbied for me as much as anybody, as much as Bernie, Jill, Chad, Pete Morgan. So Curtis does love me, but he'd be thrilled if I died today and he got this job. Thrilled. Um, number two on the list, I'm going to go with Russ Salzburg. I think he wants me dead. What do you think? <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say he wants you dead. Yeah, I would go, I would go that far. But he might take advantage of your um, yeah, no, I'd go that sudden far. death. How long would it take Russ Salzburg to call the station? An hour? Yeah. After the news breaks. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll give him five hours. Five hours. Okay. This is a list of people that want your job after you die. This is an actual list of people that not only want my job, but uh, will call the station in less than five hours when they hear about my passing to see who's doing the show Monday. Is that is that a um, is that a morbid poll? It sure is, but honestly, uh, it, it, very on brand for you, Sid. Well, give me another name, uh, Luke. Who else you think would be somewhat uh, happy if I died tomorrow? I think happy is a strong word. Well, just give me a, give me a name. I don't, I don't care. My, my father's pretty good on the radio. Oh, Larry Legrano? And he's mad at me, too, because I called him an idiot once. I didn't mean that. I, I took that. Did I take that back? You did take it back. Yeah, he's a good man. You've father. returned it since and then taken it back again. Wait, wait, I called him an idiot again? Well, you're doing it right now. No, no, no. I said I called him an idiot before, but I took it back. Does that, make it, does that make it any better that you took it back? That's like saying no offense and then saying something very offensive. Well, that always happens. You know that. When somebody prefaces this by saying no offense, they're about to say something incredibly offensive. Incredibly. Mike Garcia checking in for the first time. I'd love to get the whole cast involved. Go ahead, Mike. What do you got? Uh, well, you did say yesterday that we would either mess up your legacy or carry it on. So why not one of us? No, you're not good enough. Um, sorry, did I just say that out loud? Is that on the air? Yeah. Oh, my God. Rewind the tape and don't delete that. No. 
Actually, uh, on a serious note, I'd like to see all of you take over. It'll be Bernie with all of you. How about that? Okay. Oh, look who checks in. This is a very respected councilman, very respected politician, a big name, big name. And he just texted me. I swear to God, he goes, I'd send flowers, but I'd jump in the chair and try out right away. Joe Borelli out on Staten Island. He wants me to die. That's a, good, uh, that's a good name. Yeah. He just texted me. So there's a long list of folks, and um, we'll see. Now I'm going to look forever, you bastards. Well, I'll take your leg up. <laughs> Who would kill you to get the job? And, and, uh, <laughs> Russ Salzberg, Curtis Sliwa, Joe Borelli. Um, all right, so all the same people. Well, who who fills in for me when when uh, well, I never take a day off though ever? Well, Pete King usually. Oh, Pete King! In. Oh, there's a, there's a number one name on the list. He sends me the nicest text messages every week. Oh, you're the best. You're the greatest. God bless Bernie. I wish Bernie well, but nobody's like he would be right at the front of the line. It would take Pete thirty minutes. He's begging on the fact that in your will you're going to leave that chair to him. Pete King, right? That's the one. Yeah, that, that, he's number one. I think he's ahead of Curtis, Salzburg, Joe Borelli, and a host of others. In fact, if you have any balls and you're listening right now and you're famous, uh, when I say famous, I mean, you know, a, a radio host, and um, you would actually call day one after I die to take this job, show some balls and call in. What do you think about that? I love it. Anybody going to do it? No. Well, Borelli will do it. He already said he wants a job, so. Have you drafted the will yet? Are you going to put that in the will? I haven't done it yet. I don't know. I'm busy. I, got I feel luck like going you're on. not the kind of person who's going to really remember. To I don't remember. To... I have a lot of football to watch this weekend. Don't the playoffs start tomorrow? They do. You know what games are on tomorrow? And uh, I can find out for you in 10 seconds. You don't know. Though. You're not sure off the it top is... of your head. I know the Eagles play on Sunday at 1. Uh, do you that's... know the games coming up tomorrow? I Luke? do. It's the Raiders and the Bengals, and it should be the Patriots and the Bills. Now, what about on Sunday? Sunday would be the Eagles and the Buccaneers, and then what's the other game? Justin, what about Dallas-San Francisco? I would believe that's Sunday. Oh, what's the Monday game? There's a Monday game. Monday's the Rams and the, and the Cardinals. So then it would be the Cowboys on Sunday. And Sunday night is the Chiefs and the Steelers, yes? Yeah, so three games on Sunday. You guys Sunday. like the worst sports guys ever. <laughs> well, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, well you know, why I think, are you asking us? Well, you know, I, you know uh, Brandon Tierney. I reached out to Brandon Tierney yesterday because I read of the New York Post that uh, I'm going to be hosting one of these uh, special midday shows co-hosting with him and Tiki Barber at WFAN. I read, it, I read my own name in the New York Post. I list. remember. No one reached out to me. No one asked me. Still. So I called uh, Brandon last night, and I said, let me know when. So, But maybe I'll let one of you guys do it instead. Sure. They couldn't wait for me to leave WFAN so I can get that job. Chris Collin couldn't wait for me to get fired on IMUS so he can get that job. That's how it works in this business. They smile in your face, and then what? What yeah. do the OJs say? Backstabbers. Yeah, I guess. Yep, that's it. Everybody's just chasing your tail. Ah, uh, that's it. All right, we got a lot of great guests stopping by today. John Katz and Matidis will uh, kick it off. I do have a list. <laughs> this is a great list. The most uh, famous Russians. Off the top of your head, who's the number one famous Russian for you? Well, it would have to be the president of, of Russia, Vladimir Putin. Is he the president? Is that his title? Yeah. Okay, so you're going with Vladimir Putin as the most famous Russian. I'm not going with it. That's the that's the right answer. Well, is that the right answer, you dummy? Stalin's the right answer, or, or one of these Khrushchev. Uh-huh. Or... I think Putin's probably. You okay, know. that's your that's your number one answer, Luke Lagrano. Number one answer, famous Russians. Oh, well, Ju- Justin kind of took my. I, I... You want to go Putin too? Okay, I would go Putin. All right, Mike Garcia. Uh, number one answer, 100 people surveyed. <laughs> How about that, Steve Harvey? Give us. Your famous Russian. Uh, Smirnoff. 
the Russian comedian. Yakov Smirnov. Uh, I like Yakov Smirnov. You think he's the most famous Russian ever? I don't know if he's the most famous, famous, but he's definitely one of the funniest. Okay, there you have it, folks. Did they name the vodka after him? No, that's a good question. I'm serious, but they did not. I got a whole list here of famous Russians. I don't know. None of these people are coming on the show today, though. Like, I wanted Anna Kornikova, and then I wanted Yarmir Yager, and I found out that he's Czechoslovakian. He's not Russian. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, stupid. Not, a, that was not a good moment. Yeah, that was you. a stupid moment for me. Uh, so anyway, we got a, a whole bunch of great stuff going on, like seven great guests. We've already done 53 tremendous minutes of radio. Tremendous. We're not even close to being done. Keep it right here. Bernie and Sid. Bernie will be back on Monday, but I got you covered today celebrating the Russian New Year with great guests. And uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Keep it right here. Bernie and Sid on a Friday. Are these guys Russian? No. Is this The Fix? Yeah. F-I-X-X. What's the name of the song again? One Thing Leads to Another. Yeah, One Thing Leads to Another. Folks, go to WABCRadio.com right now and register for your chance to win a Barry House coffee mug. Compliments of WABC. Barry House Coffee is proud to be the official coffee sponsor of us. We have Bernie and Sid in the morning. Register now and good luck. All right, so hour number one, we uh, talked a lot about the Russians. We uh, explained to you why today we celebrate the Russian New Year. We talked about the Supreme Court knocking down Joe Biden's attempt to make sure every launch business person is vaccinated. I love that. We played Craig Melvin uh, really putting Kamala Harris on the fire, and uh, she did not respond well about the 2024 Democrat ticket. Uh, we talked about a bunch of uh, folks and friends and my new movie, uh, my new movie opportunity coming up in April. So it was a great hour number one. Now we start to usher in one big guest after another, starting with the man himself who's made this station legendary once again. We start hour number two with my dear friend and the host of Cats at Night, John Katsimatidis, after Deb Valentine and the news on the other side. Robbie Benson, Tom Skerritt. Who's the young lady that played the star? Lynn Holly Johnson. Yeah, she was so cute. And uh, the reason why I play this is I was made aware of this at dinner one night. It was just the four of us, John, Margot, me, and Danielle, that this is actually John and Margot Katsimatidi's first dance at their wedding. Make this louder. This is Through the Eyes of Love. This goes out to John and Margot. So it turns out that uh, as we get ready for a, a cavalcade of big-name guests celebrating the Russian New Year, we've got both John and the lovely Margot Katsimatidis on the line. I guess we'll start with the man that has restored this station 
to the legendary station it once was. Does a great show weekdays at 5 p.m., an amazing show Sunday mornings at 8.30. Has become a, a really a father to me since mine passed away. He's been so good to me and my family. Here he is, the great John Katsimatidis and Margo. John, good morning, pal. How are you? Well, good morning. You know, you know what it's all about? It's all about community, and WABC has been more involved with the community than ever, ever before. And uh, for the last uh, 26 years, uh, Margot's mom started celebrating uh, Russian New Year as a tradition uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida, where she moved to. And uh, uh, you know what it's all about? It's all about respecting our forefathers, respecting our traditions, and and having a little bit of fun at the same time. <laughs> because if you don't respect your forefathers, then you have no respect for anything. And uh, since uh, Margot's mom uh, passed away about five, six years oh, ago, sorry. Uh, Margot took over uh, celebrating. And we have usually we have four, five hundred, six hundred people uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, with uh, dancers and uh, Russian singing and uh, Russian dress. And uh, uh, it's a great thing for the community there. And I said, well, why only celebrate? Why only celebrate in St. Petersburg, Florida, in New York? Margot tells me that we have 1.6 million in the tri-state area uh, of Russians. So I said, the heck with it. Let's celebrate in New York yep. uh, in addition. And I understand that uh, maybe next year, not only are we going to be doing a big gala in St. Petersburg, Florida, we may be doing a big gala for a thousand people in New York. What say you, Morgan? I think it's absolutely wonderful for anyone to keep their heritage alive. And through my mother, she has kept me aware of all the Russian history and the great things that many Russians have done. And it's out of respect for her, for religion, and for the family, for where they came from. But they loved America. America was number one. They appreciate our freedoms and our choices and everything here. Well, let me tell you something, uh, uh, Sid, that the fact the people, you know who the lo most loyal Americans are? The people who came from communist countries. Yes. What, the Russians. They're loyal Americans because they know what the other side is like. The Cubans, uh, etc. Now the Venezuelans. I mean, when, when, when you see socialism in the other countries and your family has lived through that, you know, you love America even more. Oh, there's no doubt. You come to appreciate the freedoms here even more. And, and look, I, I, grew, I grew up in Brooklyn, as you guys know, East 22nd and Quentin. I went to Yeshiva by, uh, by the uh, Prospect Park Expressway. A lot of my friends were Russian Jews. I mean, John, uh, those two beautiful buildings you and Margot own, Ocean Drive and Coney Island. I'll tell you a funny story. When I was uh, staying there over the summer, and I can't wait to go back this summer, I, I decided to go to Sheepshead Bay Road and have some dinner. So I called a local car service. And, of course, my car service driver, the dispatch, all Russian. That Brighton Beach community, the Coney Island community, uh, mostly Russian. And, and to your point, Margot, they are hardworking, uh, great people. Uh, they've added to the flavor of New York in a big, big way. I love the Russian people. So congratulations, Margot, to you. And in loving memory of your mother, 
This is a great day, and you're doing a great job. Thank you. And on behalf of the community, uh, just the, the Russian community, uh, I, I want everybody to celebrate on behalf of traditions and on behalf of just great memories for all. The other thing I'm, uh, I'm happy about this morning is things like it looks like we might have captured the killer of that girl in uh, Harlem uh, and uh, 116th Street, that Burger King. Yes, and that so was, uh, sad, yes, you but, put up the $10,000 reward uh, if they did catch that person, which was very heartfelt and really beautiful, John. And it looks like and, we may have. We don't know for sure, though, yet, right? We don't know for sure, but uh, there's, uh, they have captured a person of interest, I understand, in Brooklyn. Uh, and uh, and the NYPD and the, and the police foundation put up another ten thousand, so it's twenty thousand dollars reward if we have the right person. And and you know what the sad thing about it is, and Dominic Carter mentioned it last night, is that the, the place where she works, Burger King, has not done anything. Nothing. And that's sad. Wow. Wow. That is sad. I, I, mean... I understand from my friend Joe Ithia that they're going to take her body back to Puerto Rico to be buried. And I call upon Burger King to at least pay for the funeral expenses. Wow. Yeah, that is terrible. I mean, that's a multi, multi, multi million billion dollar uh, chain, Burger King. And, and I'm surprised to hear that. I'm actually saddened, too. That's gross. But you're right. That is a reason to celebrate. And having a lot of reasons here, John, you know, and Margo with the with Alvin Bragg stepping into that DA job and basically getting giving criminals here in New York City a get out of jail free card. That's well, a monopoly. We're not going to put up for that. No. You know what you know putting up that reward, you know what it's all about? All New Yorkers. <laughs> all New Yorkers putting their foot down and saying enough is enough. We're we're gonna do what we have to do to keep New York City safe. And uh that's what it's about. And listen, you live here like I do. You and Margo, like me and Danielle do. We don't, we don't only work here, we live here. So, uh, you know, when a lot of folks have the chance to go home, don't have to deal with this city. And it's still beautiful, John. You know, we go out for dinner all the time and great restaurants. It's still the greatest city in the world. But I'm glad you said that because uh, we have had enough. And um, we'll do whatever it takes to make sure this city remains the greatest city in the world. If it means removing Alvin Bragg at some point, voting in a Republican governor, hopefully the New York people will do that. But enough is well, enough. I'm, I'm still calling upon our current governor, who's our governor right now. Put your foot down. And if, if the D.A. Bragg, and look, I, I've had D.A. Bragg at the Police Athletic League lunch, and he seemed to be a smart guy. Yeah. But, but the governor has to put the foot down and say, these are the laws of the land, and you've got to do your job, and if you don't do your job, I'm going to put somebody else in it. Well, let me ask you this. You know Kathy Hochul a bit, uh, John. Do you think that she would do that? And I got and another question for you is you also know the mayor, Eric Adams. I haven't met either one of them. Uh, you know him pretty well, too. He said he was going to have a long discussion with Alvin Bragg. Do you have confidence that the governor, Hochul, and the mayor, Adams, would do stuff like that? I have a lot of confidence in Eric Adams that he's going to. He wants to put his foot down and say enough is enough. We want to keep New York City safe, and Hoko, Governor Hoko, has an election coming up uh, in November of uh, uh, twenty-two. Just right now, this year, uh, ten months away. You know what it comes down to? New York is standing up, standing up and saying enough is enough. We're going to vote for law and order. 
And if Governor Hochul wants to get reelected, and you know what it comes down to politicians? Who does she fear the most? Right. If she fears New Yorkers that say enough is enough and we want New York City safe, then she's going to do the right thing that way. Let's let's not – she should not fear the the progressives or regressives, as I call them. Right. They won't vote for her. Well, it comes down to who do you fear the most? Is she going to fear New Yorkers that want to keep New York City safe? Or is she going to fear uh, the left-wing progressives that I say I, I will buy them one-way tickets to Venezuela? <laughs> yeah, okay, perfect. So on the way out, good job, John. Uh, let's get Margot back on the phone again. Margo, uh, come on up. Get her back on. Talked about her mom in St. Petersburg, Florida, and how she takes a very vested interest in this Russian New Year celebration today. On the way out, uh, John, that was great, by the way. Great. Margo, what do you want to um, what do you want to tell the listeners your last message on the way out this morning? If we have her. Always be proud of your heritage, where your family came from, and work the hardest here to make yourself a better person. That's a good message. Are you coming in today? Yes. Oh, good. So I'll see you today. Yes. All right. All right. We'll see you both. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John, John, don't laugh. I said to the guys, I said, if this was 10 years ago, there'd be no vodka left this morning. I would have started at 4 a.m. when I got here. Thank God I'm sober. So the vodka is still here. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll see you later. Well, we're celebrating all day long and uh, uh, Russian heritage. And, uh, and it's all about remembering our forefathers. Uh, you guys are great. John and Margo, I love you both so much. I look forward to celebrating with you when you guys get here. Thank you for the uh, for the appearance this morning on the Bernie and Sid Show. Thank you so much. Well, keep up the good work, guys. All right, thank you. That is John and Margo Katsimatidis. And, of course, you can catch John. He's got a great show. Every weekday afternoon at 5 p.m., Lydia Serrani, Kevin, host of thousands. Peter King, stop by that show. It's a great show. And also 8.30 on Sunday mornings, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We did bring up Mayor Eric Adams in the conversation with John just now. Coming up next, live in studio, the man that almost beat, well, the man that ran against Eric Adams for the opportunity to be mayor in this city, the man I wanted to win, and the man that I still think would be the much better mayor, our dear friend and colleague, Curtis Lewa. He's got a message for Eric Adams coming up next. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up from the NRIA.net studios in New York. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Friday, let's take a look at a conspiracy theory surrounding the January 6th riot. The tale of Ray Epps is very instructive. A friend of mine in Arizona actually knows the guy and is amused by all the attention he's getting. The conspiracy industry, and it is that, has Mr. Epps as some kind of capital riot mastermind. And it is true that he actively encouraged demonstrators to besiege the Capitol a year ago. It's on tape. But old Ray, as I reported yesterday, was smart enough not to trespass himself. He apparently never entered the Capitol building. As the conspiracy goes, Ray is somehow connected to the FBI, and that's why he hasn't been arrested. He's a false flag hombre 
who set up the actual trespassers. While it's true Ray Epps may have incited a riot, his defense would be freedom of speech. With more than 700 people arrested for actually entering the Capitol, it's not hard to see why the feds did not go after Ray. Not a shutdown case. Why waste time and money on an indictment you could lose? In real life, Ray is rumored to be a member of the Oath Keepers, a far-right crew. He's a former Marine who does handiwork and lives in Arizona, at least before he became Serpico. But rest easy, Ray Epps is not 007. He's not a secret agent that caused the Capitol riot. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. As we celebrate the Russian New Year, uh, special thanks to John and Margot Katsimatidis. Coming up next at 740, she is the executive director and CEO of the Tolstoy Foundation. Victoria Molson will be here. At 840, we'll talk to the naughty gossip columnist, making his second consecutive appearance on a Friday. He's very, very good. His new book is out. It's already doing great. Our good buddy, Rob Naughty Shooter. 905, a local politician in Brooklyn. I'm sure Curtis Lee will favorite the very, very beautiful Inn of Kornikov. No relation, Bernikov, I should say, not Kornikov. And then at 925, attorney Irene Dabo. I mentioned his name just now. He is the man that um, should have won. We'd be much better off today if he was the mayor of New York City and not Eric Adams. But he ran a great race. He won the Republican side. The good news is he's back at WABC because he is a legendary and great radio host. But he comes this morning already disappointed in me. I have no idea why, but I'm curious. I'll get, that, uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. First yeah. off, yeah. I will be totally honest with you based on your riff. Uh, uh, rather than lie. Uh, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's say uh, you're in hospital because of old cardio issues from your days of uh, doing uh, cocaine. Cocaine. Uh, I will come in there with my my pillow, <laughs> and I will do a Hyman Roth to you. Right, I'm Busetta. Think well, of me as Busetta. So I'm right. Uh, right now, not only I, um, I, I got to hit the big three. Uh oh. I take the Long Island Railroad out to Long Beach. I deal with Johnny Ola out there. That's your partner, Bernard McGurk, because you know I'm the expert on prostate cancer. Right. So I'm talking with him. He turns his back on me. <laughs> Dead. And then I come for Justin, your board operator, because <laughs> oh I still will never what? forget what you said last week. You named oh 20 hosts and hostesses here that you said were very good talk show hosts. Never mentioned me. Even mentioned Dr. Gil Liederman. He did. This, and this was moments after Frank Morano said you're the second best host at the yeah, station after yeah, me. exactly. Right. I'm, I'm forever indebted. So wait a second. So you're telling me. That I kind of kidded around earlier and said that there's a bunch of people in this town who'd like to see me die, even though they like me personally because they want my job. You're telling me you want to see all three of my people exactly. die? And this is how I would get Justin. I said, Justin, I'm inviting you to Rasputin's <laughs> in Sheepshead Bay. By the way, Rasputin, 
Russian. That's right. And very good. They don't, they don't start a party until about 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> it's very festive. Uh, a lot of family members are there. Oh, and then I say, hey, Justin, come on down to the bathroom for a second. Yeah. And then that's it. It's over. Well, just so you know, of all the people I named on that list, yeah. Ross Salzburg, Peter yeah. King, and others, I believe that you would be most upset if I did that. Now, you take the job in a second, but I think you'd oh, be most upset. And one thing I would do is yeah. I'd give you the best eulogy you ever had. I'd sit <laughs> shiver for you. I'd bring hamantashin cookies <laughs> right? to your family. you take the nail out for dinner. Exactly. Very I'd do nice. all that. Right. But I'd still, I'd get you. <laughs> and I wouldn't wait. If, if they told me you were in the hospital, uh, you know, having heart palpitations, right, finish, finish me off. I'd go in there and with my my pillow. It would be over. <laughs> my pillow, right out of the Godfather. Let's make that the other uh, next my pillow commercial. That's how they're going to kill Sid. Now let me tell you why I'm so disappointed. Yes, I'm upset about this. Listening yesterday, and I, re- I think I'm going to have to call John and Margot and everyone else here. Yeah. Because when a guy goes on and on about his love of Rod Stewart, love Rod Stewart, uh, I say to myself, mm, you know. Even even Rod Stewart had to sit down with Katie Couric and correct uh, a, uh, a a rumor that we all grew up with. In I remember it, sure. Right. He had to get on with Katie Couric. The rumor was so strong. I don't remember that. Oh, yes. He actually sat on NBC and yeah, did that a- because everybody believed. He was married to a supermodel. Uh, matter, Hunter. Uh, what was her name? Hunter. He liked semen. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, no, merchant uh, semen. And of course. Sailors. Right. Navy. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you think Rod Stewart's a phony? Uh, I'm just saying for you. Yes. To idolize Rod Stewart. Yes. Suggest to me. Yeah. That, let me tell you something. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering about you right now. <laughs> You're not the first to say that. Uh, that was not the first time that I put myself in a quote-unquote homosexual situation. Yes. But, <laughs> yes. You know, Elton John even dated Kiki D. And remember, you know, uh, David Bowie, right? Ziggy Stardust. True. With Mick Jagger. Though they actually made out during the video Dancing in the Streets. Exactly. And he had Iman. I'm that, that was 50 years ago that right. rumor existed right. into this day. Well, to this day, the rumor exists that you and Ron Kuby had sex. Uh, never. Oh, I don't know about that. Not even, not even with two condoms. Can I say Please. this? Yes. I know you can't stand Kuby. Yes. And I know he can't stand you. Yes. I know that. Um, but can I be honest with you? Sure. That was a really good show. Of course. I mean, a really good show. There's no doubt about it. No, no. You, you really mean that? That's right. So even though you couldn't stand him, and you never want to work with the guy again, mm. if that opportunity ever presented itself, you would do it because let it was let a great show. John Gotti Jr. tries to kill me and have me kidnapped, right? Everybody right. recognizes that. That's a true story. It's a trial. You took six bullets in your gut. Five. 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 Okay. Let's see. Right. It sounds okay. better. Okay. I went with eight one time. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so it's federal court. Ron Kuby goes and testifies on behalf of John Gotti How Jr. How does he do that? Well, like, seriously, when you heard that that day, were you more upset, disappointed, or angry? Honestly. Uh, put it this way. I can't be in the courtroom, remember, because I had to give testimony. Right. Warner Wolf. Plus, you were our, bleeding to death. Right. But Warner Wolf, who was our sports guy, comes back. He's, like, all pale. He goes, I can't believe what your partner, Ron Kuby, said about you in the courtroom. Wow. Why and did, at a press conference Why afterwards. did he do that? Why do you think he did that? It's the way he is. He's a contrarian. Right. I'm yeah, but, but, you. but, but, but you have to draw the line at friends. No, I mean, like, like if I knew Bernie, for example, did something terrible, I'd never be able to say anything to anybody because he's my guy, you know? No, I understand, but look, you know, the guys who stab you right now. We grew up in Brooklyn. We've seen this all the time. Yeah. Ultraditor, right? You turn your back. <laughs> the next thing you know, you're six feet under in a cardboard box. You're right, but, but you still had to work with Kubi after yes, that, no? Yes, I did. Well, how'd you do it? Very difficult. Very di- Every day, very <laughs> difficult. 
I had to take liquid Prozac before, <laughs> during, and after. I wanted, right. I wanted to take the guy's ponytail, oh. wrap it around his head, and yeah. just strangle him. I got to tell you, I think I'd be more angry if I were you with Kobe than even John Gotti Jr. Because, I mean, he had a reason to shoot you. You wouldn't shut up about the mob and his father. He had a reason to shoot well, no, you. no, no. I have a whole laundry list. Every day I make the list. I say, my ex-wives. <laughs> Let me see. This person, that person. Oh, yeah, Ron Kuby, John Gotti Jr. Remember, oh, we, I have a list of about 20 people every day that I write down and say, no, Curtis, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, that's I funny. Encourage myself not to do I'm it. I'm sure you do. Curtis, hey, look, you of all people, you're going to be starring in the Gemini Lounge. Yes. You know, I grew up with all those guys. Not only that, you actually, you made me a of Chris Rosenberg. Right, Chris Mad Dog Rosenberg. Yeah. Who was like the first guy who was part of that killing group. I, I didn't know and that. like you, uh-huh. because he was Jewish, so desperately wanted to be accepted yeah. as an Italian. He did all the dirty Well, work. you know, what's funny about that is I saw this weekend uh, the movie about Meyer Lansky. Yes. Great movie. Harvey Keitel played Lansky and uh, Bugsy Siegel, Charles Lucky Luciano. I had no idea. That was, it. was that the story of Sheldon Silver? <laughs> that's funny. That's very, that's a great reference and very funny. But on a serious note, I never knew just how nasty Lance. I thought he was like the Jewish guy, the money guy, no. the brains. He was a killer. Absolutely. He, and this guy had ties in Cuba, in Israel, everywhere, Curtis. Remember, uh, when the two linesmen came together in the desert in Las Vegas, and he said to his very dear friend that he grew up with in the Lower East Side, Budsy Siegel. Right, who he tried to save. He actually said, stopped with the know, commission, and they, they still killed the him. The guys, they want their money, but. Yeah. We build it, and they will come. <laughs> the next thing fun. you know, he was yeah. with a drop-dead gorgeous blonde right yeah. in Hollywood, and they got him right through the plate glass I window, machine-gunned him I, down. I, I, but he was right. Bugsy Siegel was right, even though he died for trying to stick up for Vegas. So uh, talking about dying, yeah. people die in the streets of New York every day. So we count on our, our government leaders, Curtis, yeah. Yeah. which you should have been one, to uh, help us and save us. And it looks like the DA, Alvin Bragg, is not going to be one of those guys. Well, you know, uh, we have a petition now. Both I and Andrew Giuliani, I'm supporting Andrew for governor. Oh, you are? Yeah, we have a petition to recall Alvin Bragg. It's got close to 10,000 signatures. All you have to do is go to the Curtis Lewa Facebook, sign up because it's mounting. It's moving very quickly. And uh, a full court press has to be on. I was very disappointed with the response of Eric Adams. Oh, I know Alvin Bragg. He's a good prosecutor. No, he's not. <laughs> He doesn't prosecute criminals. He hugs thugs. He does. And there's a reason Eric Adams is treating him so gingerly. What is that? Well, in this very studio here, when Alvin Bragg was um, competing against the seven other candidates for the Democratic primary, WABC hosted the first DA debate. He said there are four things I'm going to concentrate on. Gun running, uh, weight with drugs, uh, Trump, 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 and then political crime. Uh-huh. Now, if you're Eric Adams... Where is City Hall? Manhattan. Yes. You've got some questionable appointees, okay? Phil Banks, everybody told you, don't appoint that guy deputy mayor for public safety. The guy has been corrupt. Frank Caron, who is the gatekeeper. You know, we grew up with him uh, in Brooklyn and all his crew. 100%. So if you're and his Man- brother, and his brother, who's, uh, who's oh. really a, a nobody. Who uh, And again, I know that you sent me, uh, I'm still laughing. You were at Bed Bath & Beyond for five hours. Yeah, you know why? Because I was in the white sheet section (laughs) looking for all these white supremacists who supposedly are a threat to Eric Adams. That's why he wants to hire his brother Uh, Bernard. That's unbelievable. And then then you get Bo Snurdly, the clip of the day yesterday, saying, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is, 
not that he hired his brother, Bo, but the fact that he hired his brother because he's he's afraid of the white supremacist. I mean, that is Where complete nonsense. Where are they? They don't exist. Sit, sit. They mean, don't exist. You know, I deal with thugs all the time. Right. And now another thing I saw this morning, and this is what Curtis Lewis should have won, was there was Eric Adams. Oh, I want kids in school. I want kids in school. Now what? Well, I totally support him with that. I told my yeah, three sons. Yeah, but he sons, changed his mind now. Right. I told my three sons who go to public. You're going to school. None of this virtual Fortnite, Roblox, all that nonsense. And now he's starting to cave a bit to the union of failed teachers, to Michael Mogul, like, oh, no, 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 there should be some virtual learning. Why? The kids have to go to school. They must go to – and he took the right position, and now he's beginning to vacillate. See, that's the difference between you and Adams. And I'm not saying Adams is going to be a bad mayor. Uh, I don't oh, know. No, he's so much better already. Than I know. But so what? So what? But I'm still not convinced he's going to be a very good mayor. But I do believe that you can change his mind. I don't think people can change your mind. You're a man of conviction. You feel a certain way, and you're not going to take money. You're not going to take somebody else's opinion. That's the difference between you and Adams. Is you're a man of conviction, look, and he's look, not. Said we saw this before with Rudy Giuliani. He came in like a bull in the china shop. It's the only way you straighten this city out. If you don't take a hardcore position and stick with it, all the forces will turn you into a speed bump. And right now, as long as Alvin Bragg keeps turning these criminals loose, how is Eric Adams going to enforce his law and order uh, platform? And then also, his brand new police commissioner said, if you have a fake vax card, it's a felony. But if you go into Dwayne Reed right. and you rob it at gunpoint, That's no problem. it's a misdemeanor. Unbelievable. Now, now, think about that. I, it's insane. But I really love this conversation. But when can uh, people uh, listen to you this weekend? Yeah. Oh, all weekend All long. weekend long. I'm going to be on from 12 to 1 because, you know, I've been to Russia and people think I'm Russian because Sliwa in Russian means plum. Really? Yeah. And then I do my podcast with my son, Anthony. Uh, father and son go to WABCradio.com. Then 12 midnight tonight to 6 in the morning. Then I'm back from 2 to 4 on Saturday. Then I come back at midnight again, 12 to 6. Then I do Chris Hahn, you know, me versus the aggressive progressive, 3 to 5. And then I do 9 to 1 before I turn it over to that uh, Mama Luke, Frank Morano <laughs> on Monday morning. Well, I got to tell you, there's, uh, that's still not enough. That's how good no, you no, are. No, no, it's not. It, yeah, that's how good John, you are. Remember, as John said when he brought me back five yep. days after I lost, ABC always broadcasting, Curtis. Hey, that's not a bad thing. You were great this morning. Thank you. I, oh, do, I do. And thank you for all you've Worried done for Worried about me. you and Rod Stewart. Well, I you really should be. Am. You should be. You know, uh, when I get you in that tanning salon <laughs> and I take that bed and I... <laughs> By the way, I, I actually tanned naked in the tanning salon for the first time this week. I usually box of shorts on. Oh. I was completely naked. Now I know where to come and get you <laughs> when I wipe out all three of you. I want the position. You know that. Right, I know. You don't even have to hesitate. I know. I know. Hey, you're great. Curtis Lee, everybody. Check him out today at noon all weekend long. Thank you for that. That was really tremendous. <laughs> Tomorrow 
On your Friday morning, Bernie and Sid. Bernie will be back on Monday. And uh, you guys have been great with me all week long. Today we celebrate the Russian Happy New Year. We heard from John and Margot Katsimatidis earlier. They were great. And Margot does a huge event every year in St. Petersburg. Her mom used to do it. Celebrating this uh, Russian New Year, which uh, we celebrated on the 14th. Margot taught me this too. Because um, it's the Julian calendar that uh, has this. Arthur Idala sticks twice this week. Well done. And congratulations on having the first and only Russian New Year show in the history of talk radio. I think we do. Uh, that's what we do here. And uh, our next guest, her name is Victoria Wilson. She's the executive director and CEO of the Tolstoy Foundation, which really does some amazing work. So let's uh, bring her in. Victoria, good morning. Happy New Year. How are you? Good morning, everybody. How's everybody? And с новым годом и с новым счастьем. Oh my the God! Russian version yes. of Happy New Year and uh, Happy Revelry, start of a new year. Great, uh, good luck. We're moving on. I thought you actually said in Russian, uh, "I love Sid Rosenberg. He's my favorite host, and he's very handsome." But you didn't say that, did you? Well, we have to just be on the phone a little bit longer. <laughs> To get to that stage of our relationship, I understand that. Well, listen, uh, Victoria, for folks out there that don't know what the foundation does, it's a marvelous foundation dating all the way back to 1939 with, I guess, uh, Leo Tolstoy's, uh, one of his daughters, right, uh, Andrea. Tell us a little bit about how the foundation started. It's now been around for over 80 years and basically what you guys do on a daily basis. Essentially, uh, it, the foundation was founded in 1939, almost 83 years ago, by the youngest daughter of Leo, Alexandra, who was, in her time, a true visionary, very ambitious humanitarian mission for the foundation. Back in 39, she gathered many friends from her old ancestral home of Russia to forge together an organization that that started helping victims of tyranny, people who needed some uh, social justice affected. And she basically was able to preserve a lot of the cultural heritage for the Russian diaspora and many, many contributed many things to the United States. Uh, Essentially, over the course of these 82 years, the foundation has brought in close to a million people, refugees, displaced persons from about 40 different countries. Wow. And of course, in the of course, in the 21st century, we've uh, we've moved forward a little bit where we do not have that much direct immigration coming into the United States through the foundation. But we certainly are continuing, as I said, the various social welfare and the cultural activities to preserve the wonderfully rich Russian culture here in the United States. Wow, that is a, first of all, a, an excellent uh, summary of what you guys do. And uh, it does go it does go to show you just how incredible the work is. John Katsimatidis and his lovely wife, Margot, they were on the show about uh, 40 minutes ago, Victoria. And he I said, heard them. Oh, you heard I them? I was there. Oh, good, good. So you John heard them. Margot do a great, uh, great job. Yes, they do. And uh, John made a point, which I think you can really hammer home. It's a great point, which is, you know who really loves America? 
not necessarily kids like us who were born here. We don't know of anything else. We bitch and complain about politics and these types of things. But the truth is, we've had it pretty good. But people who come from socialist, communist countries, who come here and enjoy all the freedoms that the United States uh, does, uh, does make possible, uh, really, really enjoy it. you agree with that point? I think that's totally right. People have a different perspective. People value the different, uh, their old traditions and how here in the United States we are allowed to follow through on this, how we can make more of our lives, all of the opportunities that are here. And at the same time, it's very important not to forget where we came from and the wonderful cultural aspects of everybody's lives here in the United States. That's what makes the country great. Now, this foundation doesn't have any political or religious affiliation. All, all you're really correct. right. All you're worried about every day, Victoria, is the humanitarian side, the cultural, educational side. You mentioned how many countries. I believe you've got homes in U.S., France, and Latin America. So you guys don't get involved in any of the politics. You're there basically for everyone. Yes. That's right. That's right. Of course, the world has changed. You know, there is not, we do not get any government funding of any kind. So we fundraise entirely through the communities. And it's very difficult. We have right now uh, 42 residents. We have Tibetans on our property. We have an old historical relationship through an early uh, meeting with the Dalai Lama. Uh, wow. Alexandra's, Alexandra's nephew, Ilya Tolstoy, traversed Tibet for FDR back in 1941, and we forged a relationship with the Tibetan people. So we have a lot of different affiliations over the many years. Again, you know, you have to have me back on another program to tell you all about the different programs that we've had in the past. (laughs) But certainly, you know, today with an elderly population, we have about 60% of our residents right now are of uh, old Russian backgrounds. And basically, we try to provide that type of uh, support, again, as I mentioned, social welfare, affordable housing to the elderly. That is our very, very main pitch right now, to help people to be able to live out their lives with integrity and dignity. Wow. And And is this... Yeah, is this place in Valley Forge? Is that where the residents are? Where is that exactly? No, 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 not Valley Forge. Valley That's Cottage. I mean, excuse me. We're Valley Cottage. We're about thirty-five miles north of New York City. Right. Uh, just off the uh, well, now Mario Cuomo Bridge, <laughs> and uh, it's an idyllic, uh, idyllic area. Come up to visit us, and uh, you can certainly. Uh, partake of some of our uh, wonderful life up there. Now, that's Rockland County, right? Rockland County. Got it. My sister actually uh, lives in New City. So, uh, on the way out, Victoria, first of all, congratulations. you got to wake up every morning, look in the mirror, feel real good about yourself because you're doing tremendous work, and you sound like a brilliant, beautiful woman. Again, Victoria Wilson is the Executive Director and CEO of the Tolstoy Foundation. If somebody's listening and they really, really need and want your services, what's the easiest and best way to go about it? The best way is just to call us. Uh, and you can always just look us up on the website under the Tolstoy Foundation. Otherwise, um, uh, you know, we, we welcome visitors, we welcome questions, and that's what our mission has been, and it will continue to be. All right, all, so on the way out, one more time, just as we started, it was so cool. Uh, wish everybody a happy new year in, uh, in Russian. And whatever you said at the very top of the conversation, let's do that again. S Novim Godom i s Novim Shastim. Everybody, worldwide, New York, and to the two of you. Thank you. 
Thank you, Victoria. That was great. Really, really great. Victoria Wilson, once again, the executive director and CEO of the Tolstoy Foundation. Does uh, a, uh, Alec, your uh, mail order Russian bride, uh, Lisa, uh, does she talk to you in Russian too? Does she speak Russian, fluent Russian? Yeah, yeah. She speaks fluent Russian and um, does, almost fluent French. Is that right? Yeah. So did she uh, at home with her mom and dad? Did they, like at dinner, did they speak Russian? Yeah, they really only speak. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it's funny because I, when I used to date this girl, Ava, and I, that was before Danielle, obviously. And I married Danielle not long after I dated Ava. But Ava, you know, she was my first real serious relationship. And uh, she was from Yemen, but uh, her parents spoke Hebrew. So, and she lived in Bensonhurst, right by Vinny's hairstylist, Bay Parkway and like uh, 61st Street. And I would go there for Shabbos, Friday nights for dinner. And her father, David, got rest his soul, and her mother, Fran, they would sit around and talk Hebrew all night. And I would always, uh, always have to go to Ava after dinner and ask her, well, your parents talking bad about me. I'm a very uh, neurotic guy. I'm a very paranoid guy. So I was convinced that they were sitting there talking badly about me, and I couldn't understand it because they were talking Hebrew. So you feel the same way when they talk Russian, right? Yeah, I sit there and I do the, you know, like the, <laughs> yeah. And you go, the what, did, what did they say about me at dinner? They go, I didn't no say idea. a word about you. Well, it's funny because, you know, they'll they'll do the whole Russian thing and I'll have no idea. And then in the middle of a Russian sentence, they'll just go, Justin. Right, Justin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Is she going to join us today or what, Lisa? I'm talking to her now. I'm trying to figure it out. Oh, you, if she doesn't come on, you uh, forget about Alvin Bragg. If she doesn't come on, you're the biggest pussy of the week. <laughs> I'm telling we'll get that uh, sponsored. All right, You're the biggest one. Right. You agree with that, Luke? Yeah, who's that brought to you by? Maxingale. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm the one sitting right next to him, so I'm going to hold my comment here. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Great 7 o'clock hour. John and Margot Katsimatidis, Curtis Sliwa, and Victoria Walson. Still to come, we are not nearly done on this show, Lydia reports. The naughty gossip columnist, Rob Shooter. And in the 9 o'clock hour, two very, very impressive Russian ladies, starting with Inna Vernikov, who's a big-time politician from my neighborhood, the Midwood section of Brooklyn, and Irene Gabo, big-time attorney from Gabo Law. Only halfway through. Happy Russian New Year, everybody. More of Bernie and Sid right after these short messages. Oh, here he goes. Rod Stewart. Carter Sleeper gets crazy. Don't say a word, my virgin child. Spread your wings. Hey now. All right. So we got these uh, two ladies, Russian ladies, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Lydia reports and Rob Shooter, but I'm very excited. That'll be the 8 o'clock hour. That's right. To talk to your girlfriend at the very beginning, the start of the 8 o'clock hour, Lisa. Now, you're not allowed to jump in. I'm the host. And the hierarchy of people on this show. You're strapping me down. That's correct. You trust me? No, I don't. No, come on. Honestly. Um, uh, seriously. Uh, yes, reluctantly. You really do trust me? Yeah, it's hanging on by a thread. You're an idiot. Yeah, I know. Lisa. Yes. Justin's girlfriend. After the news with Dub Valentine. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace... If you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. 
the USSR, the Beatles, and of course that was Ronald Reagan, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall as we start hour number three of the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show, Bernie's Home. He'll be back on Monday. That's all the news I've got for you. Bernie back on Monday. Uh, We've been celebrating the Russian New Year so far today. Had a big 7 o'clock hour. Lady that runs the Tolstoy Foundation, John and Margot Katsimatidis, Curtis Sliwa, too. Now, I've got a list here before I get to your um, your girlfriend here, Justin, the, the lovely Lisa. You guys put together a list this morning, Frankie Diaz with an E, and uh, you, Luke, and you, Justin, and Mike Garcia, too, of famous Russians, and I'm going to give you a hint if you can name these five. Mike, sit down. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll start with you, Justin. She is a famous tennis player, but she won nothing. I mean nothing. Sharapova won something. It's not Sharapova, you dumbass. Huh. Famous tennis player, but yeah. she won nothing. Really hot. I mean, really hot. I, I think uh, my girlfriend would know this. I think what's his name? Mr. Bangor. Uh, Agassi, I think. Maybe I made that up. I don't know. No, she was with her. Oh, no. She was actually with the guy from the Red Wings, the um, the really good-looking famous hockey player, 50-goal scorer, big-time guy. That doesn't help me. Yes, come on. You should know this, uh, Luke. Is it Datsuk? Fedorov, maybe? Uh, oh, oh. Oh. Uh, Sergey Fedorov? Maybe. Yes. Oh, really? Anna Kornikova is the answer I'm looking oh, for. Okay. Uh, Sharapova right. actually won. Right. Uh, we'll go to, uh, let's go to you now. Uh, this guy, remember, you, you, it's a theory that the dog would, um, would the bell would ring and, he, and uh, the dog would salivate. Who am I looking for here? I've actually been using the Pavlovian theory on Justin wow. the entire time. So. Very good. I have no idea what that is. Uh, of course you don't. Uh, Justin, he was the star of the Ten Commandments and the King and I. Bald like me. Oh, um, what's his name? Um, oh, God, what is his name? Uh, and, uh, You're doing well. You're doing what? Good. And uh, what was his name? Yo uh, Brenner. Yo Brenner. Very good. Uh, Luke, he wrote The Idiot, one of the most famous books ever. I thought I was the idiot. Well, you are, but this is a different idiot, I guess. I don't know. I'm certainly feeling like an idiot now. I've got no idea. Dostoevsky, very famous Dostoevsky. You never read his work? Uh, never. Very famous chess player here, Luke, Russian. Very bad. For a couple of years ago, I think he actually beat the uh, the computer or something. I don't know. I don't even know the story about this guy. Famous chess. Stop looking up stuff. Me? Yes. I'm famous, not doing anything. Famous chess player. You're asking me? I'm asking Justin. Oh, um, geez. Uh, Gary Kasparov? Yes. He actually got that right. <laughs> How'd you know that? Oh, I don't know. Something tells me. Uh, let's go back to, uh, to you. Uh, uh, what's your name? Luke, um, famous dancer, actor. In fact, I've got him in, um, in Sex in the City coming up here. Uh, tap dancer, ballet, I guess. I don't know. Sex in the City, other movies, good-looking guy. Who am I looking for? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Vincent Chase. Who? Is that the main character from Entourage? Yeah. I, know, I have no idea. So. Barishnikov. Yeah, I knew that one. All right. Oh, <laughs> All right, yeah, Justin. Yeah. What a mess. You, well, know, we, you know who else knew that one? Who? Somebody by the name of Google. Google knew that, right. That's right. I'm sure your girlfriend knows that, too. Uh, just so happens that Justin Ellick's lovely girlfriend, Lisa, is Russian. And we're celebrating. And I've been asking him to put her on the air for a long time now. I spoke to his mother about Lisa weeks ago. I'm not sure, Lisa. Is Lisa aware of that conversation? Uh, yeah. she mad at me? Uh... You sure? Because yeah, I did I say I that you're use... not supposed to marry a shiksa and all Ooh. that. Well, <laughs> yeah. I did say that. I think I... she was more um, aggravated with my mother for not rushing to her defense. 
She did not rush toward the fence. No, no. she she didn't. But she didn't uh, lay base her either. No, listen, my mother loves loves Lisa. Yeah, they I didn't get I didn't, I didn't get that feeling. They're very they're very yeah. tight knit. They're oh, like okay. two peas in a pod. Oh, okay. Well, listen, she's a cute girl, and uh, you love her. Yeah, she's hot. Now, you guys engaged? No, not yet. Are you going to marry her? Yeah. When? I don't know. Does she bother you about that? Is she all the time? Really? Yeah. So what are you waiting for? Uh, I, I've seen pictures of her. She's not going to wait around for you forever, brother. I got. I know you look like a little bit like Jake Gyllenhaal on the uh, on his worst day. Thank you. But she's good looking. She ain't going to wait around for you forever. She's just not. Well, I'm not uh, expecting her to. But okay. I mean, you know, so what are you going to get the ring? I don't know. We're two. Uh, you know, going on 26 here. I don't know. We 26 move, years. Gotta, we'll, move, we'll move in together next what year. Mean, 26. Then, you're like 28 years old. You were I'm two. T- I'm 26 years old. Oh, you're only 26 years old. Okay. See, and by the way, I got married when I was 25. Just you know, going well, on thirty well, years. Well, that's too young. Too young for who? For you? I was on every uh, list at every nightclub in the city. I was drinking, doing cocaine. I would have died. Well, clearly it was too much for you to handle. Right. All right. Well, here she is. Every what's her last name? Juravleva. What's that? Juravleva. Right. Lisa Juravleva, the lovely and she is lovely girlfriend of Justin Ellick, making her debut, celebrating the Russian New Year on the Bernie and Sid show. Lisa, good morning, sweetie. How are you? Hello. What an honor to finally be here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank now, you. Now, when you say what, a, what an honor to finally be here, you don't really mean that. You're saying that because you, you, you're, you're soon-to-be husband needs a job, and you're kind of intrigued by what me and Bernie do. But you don't really mean that, do you? Of course I mean that. Really? Of course I mean that. Justin loves you. He does? Yes. I love him, too. I, I swear, you know, I, all kidding aside, Matt Meany was a board-op before. Matt's a very talented board-op. But I've said this to people, that uh, there's a special relationship between me and Justin. It really borders on gay. I hate to say it, Lisa, but uh, it's close. No, I'm happy to hear that. You, you are? <laughs> I'm just happy to hear that. No, he's great, and uh, he loves you too desperately. Uh, it's, uh, it, today is the Russian New Year. Uh, obviously, you, you are, your parents are Russian. You're Russian. You guys do anything today to celebrate? Anything special? What happens? Um, you know, I feel like I'm not the Russian that should have called in because I woke up and Justin texted me, yeah. Happy Russian New Year. And I was like, oh, what? You don't um, even know. You don't even know. Yeah. I didn't even know. But, so, your, pa- but, your, but your father's maybe- name is Oleg. He's like really Russian. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> no? He knows. They know. They yeah. know. But we, we probably won't do anything. Um, it's more so like we celebrate an Orthodox Christmas growing up. Okay. Um. But New Year's isn't really like not a big deal. We more so do the American New Year's, right? But but you're proud of your Russian heritage, yes? I'm proud. Yes. Okay. I'm proud to be a Russian. You are proud to be a Russian. Okay. Well, you don't sound Russian. You sound uh, like like I asked Justin. I said, "Does your girlfriend have a Russian accent?" And he said, "No. She sounds like she's somebody from Long Island." And he's kind of right about that. So but you were born well, here. I am. I am from Long Island. So <laughs> half Long Island, half Jersey. Right. I was actually going to ask if you were expecting me to have an accent. Um, I hope I didn't disappoint too no, much. No, no, but... no, no, not at all. No. You were, no but you were, you were born here in the states, right? Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, I had a discussion with your uh, soon-to-be mother-in-law. When I say soon-to-be, I have no idea if that's the case or not, but I'm hoping that's the case for you because I told him you'll leave in two seconds. You're too good-looking to wait around for him. Um, yeah. And uh, he said that you were a little upset that his mother didn't rush to your defense when I said, are you thrilled uh, or unhappy that Justin is dating a shiksa? Did you hear that whole conversation? Sid, you love creating the drama. <laughs> 
Um, am I upset? No, I'm all good. It's all, all good. fun. Right. Do you love Justin's mother? Yeah, of course. I you, love Adina more than anything. More like than my me? Own family. You just said you love me more than anything. What the hell happened? That was quick. <laughs> no, that was Justin who loves me more than anything. Oh, that wasn't you. Okay. But, <laughs> You're not on my list yet. <laughs> Well, I'm in your life, trust me, sweetheart, because as long as I keep your soon-to-be husband employed, he has the opportunity right. to go out and buy a ring and make an honest woman out of you. So I'm in your life exactly. every day. <laughs> All right. Not the worst. Not the worst. Okay. Well, you do want to marry Justin, yes? Yeah, of course. He, that's it. He, he's the one. There's nobody else. You, he, he, you're in love with him. Not just love him. You're in love with him. He's the one. I'm in love, yes. Yeah. He is the one. How much time does he got to get the ring? Let's be honest. Let's cut right to the chase. Stop the bull. How much time has he got? All right. How much time? Yeah. Before you say enough of this crap, I'll, I'll stop banging this guy in Bay Ridge. I don't care. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not in the biggest rush, but I'd say, like, max. How old am I? Like, 26? Yeah. Max. Max three years. You're going to give him three more years? You're going to yeah. be pushing 30. You want to be you want no, to be forty three. I'm, I'm not like old school. I know, but you sweetheart, know? you don't want to be forty three when your first kid gets bar mitzvah. I mean, Justin's not going to catch with the kid. I say, listen, it's not it's it's your own life, but uh, you should allow me to make these decisions. I'm going to say he's got eighteen months or less. Eighteen months. Yes, that's it, and more than eighteen months, and you know he's full of it. What? Let's agree on eighteen months. Eighteen months. Sometime the next eighteen months, it's got to happen. I don't. I don't have any say. In this well, I just told you you can't jump into the conversation. I just did. Okay. Well, why'd you do that? I don't know. You have eighteen months. That's what she said. I didn't say it. She said it. Eighteen months, and right. he's gonna start sweating. <laughs> he's already sweating. How many kids do you want to have eventually with Justin? Three. Oh, really? Three? That's a weird number. Is that two boys or two girls? What are you, what are you looking for? It says three, not four. Um, no, I know, but two girls and one boy or, or two boys and one girl? You know, whatever happens, happens. Okay. Well, you seem so easy. You, you, it just can't be that way. Women aren't like that. Easy. You are I'm not, easy. I'm, I'm not crazy. I'm pretty easy. Okay. Well, he says that about you. He, he, he really does. He, um, and I've seen pictures of you, so you're lovely, obviously. But he says you're easygoing and you're smart and, and the whole thing. So, And you sound that way from this conversation. So I do wish you uh, you and your parents the happiest of Russian New Year's. You know you don't celebrate it. And, uh, and, and now he knows he's got 18 months, and this is going to happen, okay? It's going to happen. Sounds great. Where's the wedding going to be, in Brooklyn or Long Island? <laughs> Neither. Where are you going to make it? Um, um, that's a great question, something I actually haven't thought about, but right. probably, like, somewhere on the East Coast. Somewhere in the East Coast. Somewhere, somewhere you can drive to, so don't worry. Okay, all right. Your father has to make the wedding because you're a girl. Is that still the case that we change that in the uh, in the in the? Your father, Oleg, has to make this wedding. It's up to him, right? Okay, I hope that's changed because if it's in his hands, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, tell Justin you love him, and, and he'll be all happy, and, and we'll wrap up the conversation. So, exactly. Say I love you, Justin. I love you, Justin. Love you too, Lisey. Oh, Lisey, you guys are cute. What do you call her, Lisey? Yeah. What do you call that? Oh no, I don't know. This is what I call her. Is that true? Yeah, she calls me uh, Just. Just, and you call her Lisey. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, that's what kids well, do these days. I guess. Yeah. yeah sure. Simply put, we don't have the energy to to finish the name. Sure, it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. I get it. Or yeah. you're just calling her somebody else. No, 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 no. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. No. Right, maybe I should go now. <laughs> Thank you. You were very, very good, Lisa. Happy New Year and the best of luck to you, okay? 
All right, bye. Take, take care. She was great. Yeah, she was awesome. Well, so what were you so worried about? You're like I sweating. Know. I wasn't worried about it. I don't worried. know. Look, was he worried? Uh, listen, how could you not be, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. She was really good. Yeah. She's a cute kid. You got 18 months. All right. Can you make it happen? I don't know. It's a lot of pressure. Is, is it the money for the ring? You don't have it? What's the problem? You want to give me the money? No, I don't have the money. Well, All so right. You did just cut his time in half. Maybe you owe him some money. <laughs> He's a guy I don't, actually. Um, we'll make it happen. We'll figure it out. Frankie Kravitz is a jeweler. Yeah. He'll take care of you. Well, I'm going to make it a destination wedding just, just so you can't make it. <laughs> I'm going to the wedding. I'm going to sing the, uh, the Summer One by Frank Sinatra. In fact, I'm going to sit at the dais, bitch. You're going to hoist me up in the chair Damn all by yourself. Right. Sid, you take one leg of the chair. I'll take the other. <laughs> we'll get two more people. Mike can take the third leg and Frankie Diaz with the knee. Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, congratulations uh, to Lisa and Justin. Uh, they've announced they're getting engaged and getting married sometime in the next 18 months. Lydia reports and Rob Shooter coming up next on this, the Friday edition of Bernie and Sid. Every time you come around, you know I can't say no. Every time the sun goes down, I let you take control. A lot of folks slid into my DMs and enjoyed that conversation. Uh, your girlfriend is great. This song is by Ed Sheeran. Earlier on the show, we had John and Margot Katsimatidis on, and I played Through the Eyes of Love, which is a great song. Melissa Manchester sang it. It was from the movie Ice Castles, and that was their first dance at their wedding. I guess this song, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, we'll pro- I mean, we do listen to a lot of Ed Sheeran. Uh, we'll probably pick something more slower, yeah. one, of, one of his ballads. I had uh, Brian Adams. What was that song again? It was a, a, a nice. It wasn't heaven. It was. Um, I think it was. It was in the movie Robin Hood. Can you guys look that up? That Brian Adams song for my first dance. Everything I do, I do for you. Yes. You knew that right at the top of your head, courtesy of Lydia Serrani. Oh, oh, Lydia Serrani. Very, very good. Well, she's married and has a beautiful little child, and it's time for her to come on and uh, kick some ass. Here she is, Lydia reports. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Everything I do, come on, sing it. I do it for you. Very good, Lydia. Very good. Oh, I love that song. It's a good song. Uh, I interviewed yeah. once Robin, uh, what is it, Kevin Costner. He was kind of a jerk, though, but whatever. Really? Been on, uh, no, I've interviewed him on this show with Bernie two or three times. He was great. Great. But this is in South Carolina, so he probably oh. kind of like looked down at me like, what, oh, why am I – Right. What show was that for? Was that for Fox? Yeah, I was I was at a Fox station in South Carolina. I also – when I was down there, I interviewed Michelle Obama. No kidding. Barack Obama was campaigning and she's a tall woman, but she was kind of like snooty Barack Obama though. He was like really nice. He has like this gravitas, like yeah. a nice demeanor yeah. about him. Yeah. But well, listen, Michelle, I, you could tell she's I, a – I got to tell you, I, I – I, uh... I used to go to Joe Torre's golf tournament many, many years. He's got the Safe at Home Foundation, the former Yankee skipper. And that uh, that money goes to battered wives. And uh, one year, me and my partner Beningo were doing the show from there. And Bill Clinton sat down with us, and I fell in love with the guy, like Barack Obama. I loved him. 
I didn't like yes. him. So all those guys are, are very charismatic and in person, very, very, very nice. Very. I met Bill Clinton too. Like you could just feel the star power like emanating from him. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Well, you guys mentioned it before, so we got some more. Uh, information regarding the arrest of that that lowlife. Yeah, he's a lowlife that killed that 19-year-old beautiful girl, Cristal Bayron Nieves, at that Harlem Burger King on Sunday. He got the 100 bucks already, and then he still sh- shot her in the torso. So the guy they arrested, he's out in Brooklyn, and he I'm hearing from my sources he has a long rap sheet. So I think the cops are kind of being a little, um, like they're keeping it close to the vest for now because I think this arrest might be a watershed moment for the NYPD and for Alvin Bragg and for the bail reform because this guy, from what I'm hearing from my sources, I don't have the specifics yet, but they're telling me he should have never been out on the streets to begin with. And this 19-year-old girl would be alive today. There was a vigil held in front of the Burger King last night. DA Bragg was supposed to be there. He decided, of course, not to go. He sent one of his little cronies, one of his little, little staff members there, and a woman spoke there. And her name is Jackie Rowe Adams. She's with the Harlem Mothers Save. And take a listen to hear what she says about police. And if we don't stop putting the blame on the police, Come on, mother. we are going to see bodies drop in the street. Wow. How about that? Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. And you go to any inner city, you talk to any mother, especially a mother who's lost a child to gun violence, and they will tell you we need more police. We need to empower the police. We don't need to neuter them and handcuff them. We need to put the handcuffs where they belong on the criminals. But we've had this conversation. I hate repeating myself, but uh, there's nobody more pro-cop than me. I know Lou Spagnoli listening right now, me, you, and Bernie, all of us, John. Uh, but it doesn't matter. I mean, if, you, if the cops going to go out there and, and put their lives Absolutely. on the line to arrest these people, and DAs like Alvin Bragg are going to let them out of jail in an hour, what good is having a million cops, two million cops, if the criminals are on the streets? So more important than adding police to the forces yeah. around the country is Voting out these ridiculous DAs and judges, they're the ones that are killing us. Not the lack of police, necessarily. It's the liberal DAs and judges that are putting criminals back on the streets, making the cops' jobs almost, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're exactly. You're 100% right. We know George Soros. This is how he circumvented the legal system by funding these radical district attorneys that aren't going to enforce the laws. So Governor Hochul, she needs to make a decision. Does she want to be governor or not? Because now you have the SBA, the Sergeants Benevolence Association, the union for the sergeants, NYPD, saying that he needs to be replaced. Bragg needs to be replaced because we cannot have somebody like that who thinks he can pick and choose what crimes to enforce. And just as we predicted, you know that uh, story that I talked about yesterday of the man lying on the ground. It was, you know, on Tuesday, freezing cold and a good Samaritan. He came over, took the coat off his back, put it on him gently. And then the homeless guy jumps up, punches him in the face and robs him. Then we find out he had attacked two other people prior in the same week. And he had just been given a, you know, a desk disappearance ticket. So he was before a judge. He got arrested again. Clearly this guy has very, Xavier Israel is the suspect. He has a lot of emotional, mental problems, history of abuse. He was before the judge. And his lawyer, Brian Kennedy, actually had 
Bragg's memo, the 10-page memo. He held it up to the judge and said, you have to release him because based on the district attorney's memo, he should be released. He should be ROR'd. And thank God the judge said absolutely not and put him in jail for $25,000 bail, which if he, he made cash bonds, it would be like 2500 but the guy's not going to make it. So for now, he's off the streets. But as we predicted... A good defense attorney is just going to hold up that memo, well, and it's right. going to be a get-out-of-jail-free card. That's right. Joe Tacopina, Arthur Idala, Danielle Rosenberg, any one of them will have that guy back on the streets if, in fact, they decided to actually take a case like that, which they wouldn't, those three in particular. But you're right. It, uh, it just doesn't matter. Well, listen, uh, it's a big day today. It's uh, Russian New Year. Now, you're Albanian, and uh, what, what, what kind of relationship do you folks have with the Russians? Well, the Russians came into Montenegro, where is like my family's from in Croatia over there, because we're ethnic yep. Albanian from Montenegro. There we call Malsor, like that's our tribe or whatever. Um, anyway, and the Russians, they've been buying up a lot of properties in Croatia and Dubrovnik. So, I mean, it's kind of, and actually my cousins learned Russian in school. So, there is this kind of close relationship with yeah. the, with the Russians, yeah. but uh, you know, I've heard people people have said when they've heard me speak Albanian because I'm fluent, they're like, "Oh, are you speaking Russian?" Russian, and I was like, "No, it's uh, it's Albanian." Really? One last piece of info I wanted to give everybody: a 13 year old boy, a 13 year old seventh grader, he overdosed on fentanyl in Connecticut. Oh my it was God. his first time ever getting it. Oh, I'm yeah. hearing again from people well, that he got it. What was he, he getting? It. He wasn't getting fentanyl. He was getting cocaine. No, or... he was, he was pills. pills. These were pills. He had yeah. never done drugs before uh, in yeah, his yeah. life. This is a 13 year old kid. Never did drugs before in his life. He overdosed on one single pill. He is in the hospital now fighting oh. for his life. Jeez. So we got to, we got to stop. We got to close the borders. We got to get rid of these radical DAs, governor Hochul, president Biden, they got it. They got to do something. Yeah, they, we've got to do something. All right. Well, I'm sure you guys will be talking about it at uh, five o'clock today. Cats at night. Any uh, big names stopping by today? I have no idea who's going to yeah. be on today. I never know. He, he, he who was it? Yeah. I mean, we just have like the biggest names from around the world come on to his show, John Katzmatidis. And I'm just so like honored to be sitting next to him. He was really strong on this Harlem Burger King story. Yeah. Immediately when I told him he got a, 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 like, I, you know, he's a, he's a, the guy's heart is like bigger than his wallet. Oh, okay? I, know. I mean, the guy is so, he was crying. He got really yeah. emotional. Yeah. And you know what I just, I, I, by the way, this isn't, I'm sorry, I'm giving you so much news. Burger King, they have not stepped up yet yeah, to give any that, kind God. of reward. He said that. And they, yeah. And now the family, her family is struggling to raise money to return her body to Puerto yeah, Rico yeah, yep, yep. to have her buried there. She moved here two years ago. It's so yeah, it's John Katzmatidis just stepped up immediately like it was like a boom. Let's give 10000 And I have no doubt that that $20,000 reward because of the NYPD matched it is the reason why we now have a guy in custody. We do. So we thank God suspect, for people yes. like John Katzmatidis and the police who work their butts off. Well, thank you, Lydia. Great job. Have a great weekend. As always, the reports were great all week long. We love you. Thank you so much. Love you guys, too. Look, can we get some everything I do I do for you on the way yes. out, Justin Ellett? Uh, Come Justin, on. Justin, get that ready. But let me uh, thank you. Before we get to the clip of the day in that song, let me grab Carol in New Jersey on line one quickly. Carol, what's going on, kid? Oh, kid, you're wonderful. Thank you, you really are. You're thank such you. a kind, giving person. And every time I hear some idiot call the overnight program to disparage you, Who does you that? want to reach through the phone. And strangle them. Oh, what, 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 what program is that? Oh, 
they call on uh, Frank Morano. Oh, God, who cares? I love you to pieces. You're a sweetheart. You're very nice to me. You love Bernie. You love me. We love you. I, I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me. They're jealous. Every one of those guys is not as successful as me, not as good-looking as me. Their wives aren't half as looking as my wife, Danielle. The kids aren't as cute. And they don't have multi-year contracts worth millions and millions of dollars. So what do I care? They're jealous. I mean, nothing to me. You know? I don't like Sid. He talks about himself. Anyway, this is uh, Brian Adams. This goes out to Lydia Serrani. Everything I do, I do for you. Play this for 30 seconds, then I'll play the clip of the day. Shooter is back. I love this guy. He's worked with some of the biggest stars in the world. Is America's number one. This is true. Number one gossip columnist. And U.S. Weekly just declared his book, which he was on last week talking about. It's a great book. The four-word answer as the best self-help book ever. Somewhere Tony Robbins is like, are you up and kidding me? Rob Shooter? I'm Tony Epping Robbins. But I got news for you. Shooter's book is better. And it's a great self-help book. So with that said, here he is, the flamboyant, the handsome, the man himself, Rob Shooter. Hello, buddy. Hello, my friend. I'm back and I'm back and I'm back. Hey, I have to say thank you to you and all your listeners. You got me in the top 20 last week on the Amazon chart. So wow. for everybody that bought the book. And I'm so sorry, Tony Robbins. You're fantastic. <laughs> no, nah, you're, you're, you're better. Uh, I'm glad the book enjoyed success last week. I love the book. And uh, the folks that contacted me on social media, they're like, I got to tell you, that's a, it's, a, it's a funny book. I mean, it's, it really is an important book in, the, in terms of self-help. But it's a funny book, Rob. That we're in the friendship business, and like there's so much doom and gloom in the world that if helping yourself cannot be a fun thing, that sounds a little dirty, doesn't it? But you know what I mean? If helping yourself cannot be a fun thing, then why are we doing it? Right. It's good. Life's fun. You know, all the silliness in the world, enjoy it. Enjoy life. We're all alive. And um, no, I have a lot of fun. You know, I uh, made reservations yesterday. My daughter, Ava, I think I've told you this. She's um, she's going to college. She's applied to schools in Hawaii and California, but she really wants to go to Ooh. school in London. Her boyfriend, Toby, lives in London. They live in Wimbledon, actually. Very so fancy tennis, tennis. Yes. Well, they don't even play tennis. They're just very wealthy people. <laughs> they live in Wimbledon. And uh, long story short, I made her reservations yesterday. She's going to London from February 13th to the 26th. She's going to check out four or five schools UCL, Kings, uh, Edinburgh, all these schools in London. 
Isn't that unbelievable, Rob? I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I went to the University of Edinburgh. Tell her. I went to Scotland. I went to the University of Edinburgh. And a little, little, people don't know this. Kate Middleton was actually enrolled at Edinburgh University, and she transferred to St. Andrews when she there knew William again. was going there. She there he goes again. A there he so, goes uh, again. It's all gossip. It's all gossip. Why does it always come back to the damn royal family? God, <laughs> Kate Middleton. I mean, I got to read all week this week, Rob, about how Queen Elizabeth has stripped Prince Andrew of all of his powers. By the way, what about all the girls that stripped in front of Prince Andrew who are 15 years old? You're so bad. This is this is big news, though. This is big news. So there's been very few royals that have ever lost their title. Andrew now is one of them. The Queen didn't want to do this. Like, this is her favorite son. It just goes to show you, though, that she might be his mom. But the crown comes first. She's a company girl. Uh, yep. This is a business, one of the biggest businesses in the world worth billions of dollars. She's not messing with the business here, and they had to get rid of him. I like this, though, too, because I'm not good at firing people. I'm just not good at, like, even mean emails. She did it in person. She didn't send one of her courtiers or maybe a corgi with a note. No, she called him to the palace, and he turned up, and she spoke to him like the queen, not his mom, fired him. And within 10 minutes, he was back in the car going back home. But wow. It's over. What this means, though, big picture, because people are saying, what does this actually mean? It means now he's going to disappear. All those big, glamorous royal events, we see them on horses and dressed to the nines. He's not going to be invited to any of those anymore. Wow. But don't feel too sorry. He's still not, but, but even worse than not being invited to these big events, Rob Shooter and all that stuff, is now with the sexual assault case out there, he's going to have to start really talking in detail about it, like his Ooh. penis and all this stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this feels to me like Clinton and Paula Jones. Like, if this girl, if this accuser... If Virginia Grassley can describe the prince's penis, there's only one way that she would have been able to do that. Right. Like, you know, a 17-year-old girl can yeah. describe exactly. And you know, it yeah. might be an unusual penis. I have not seen it. Well, but you never know. Is it true that P. Diddy can describe your penis? <laughs> you can describe my penis. I swear you. No. Okay, let's just, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Gonna get, this is going to get saucy, though, now. And, and also, too, not only will they be able to depose Andrew, they will be able to depose other members of the family. And the question today is, could they depose the Queen? Could mm. they depose the Queen? Remember, he said he was at a pizza parlour when this incident was meant to happen. Andrew doesn't leave the palace without royal guards and right. police and security. So are they going to depose the police, the London police? Were you with him at the pizza parlour? The police know everything. They know every move he makes. Yep. And so this is going to be ugly, but he's now going to defend himself as a private citizen because he's basically now no longer a royal. Wow, there's a big story rob shooter and of course uh, his book is out and it is a is a great book he talked about it last week the forward answer go out and buy it hey this uh spears family they're having all kinds of difficulties jamie lynn did an interview she got tough on Brittany, and Brittany came out and said hey my sister has never had to work for anything in fact that whole damn family has been living off of Brittany. i, I actually like Brittany. how about that yeah, I'm Team Britney here, and talk about being tone deaf. After what Britney's been through for 13 years, this conservatorship, I think the whole country, the whole of America, feels really, really sweet about Britney at the moment. So to go on TV and bash you, your big sister, who basically the only reason you got a book deal and the only reason you want Good Morning America is because right. you're a Spears. Britney true. watched the interview. She wasn't feeling very well, but she watched the interview, and she let her sister have it, saying... 
all of this is because of me. And you know what? You're 10 years younger than me, so you weren't around that much. When, when Britney was at the peak of her success, Jamie Lynn was a little girl, so she yep. said, you don't really know what you're talking about. It's clearly one reason you're doing this, and that's to make money and sell books. No doubt about it. So, uh, Rob Shooter, in your uh, professional opinion, and they don't come more pro than you, handsome, <laughs> Who does Kanye West want more, Julia Fox or Kim Kardashian? <laughs> so fun. Kanye is doing this. So Kanye has a new girlfriend. We probably don't know her. Julia Fox is an actress and not a huge star. Kanye's seen her to make him jealous. People do this all the time. I might have even done it myself. It never works. It never works. So Kim and Pete are together. They really are together. As wacky as that sounds, they are a couple. Kanye is furious. He's trying to make him Jealous, it ain't working. Kim's not going back. No, I mean, Kim Kardashian, uh, I thought maybe she was trying to make Kanye jealous of Pete Davidson because there's really no logical explanation why she would be that with that guy, let alone loving him. She seems to love Pete Davidson. She's really into him. I have a little secret. So when he was engaged to Ariana Grande, they moved into the building where I live. And forgive me, everybody, you're not going to want to hear it. I sort of saw this guy walking down the street at the ATM where I live. And he had swagger. Pete Davidson has something about him. He's yeah, got some yeah, yeah. sexy Oh, get out of here. He's pale. He's tattooed. He's he's weighs about 80 face. pounds soaking wet. He's a douchebag. <laughs> but if you like him, that's fine. Uh, one last story, Rob. I saw you and I should do a podcast together because you, you seem to like all these people, and I hate most of them. Uh, the last story. In today's New York Post, did you see yeah. this story? What Roseanne Barr's daughter said her mother did yeah. to her because she was fat. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, she's got a book coming out too, and it feels like Mommy Dearest. Remember that book on Joan Crawford? Of course. Did? This is our generation's Mommy Dearest. Roseanne is a troubled individual. I think she's talked about that, her struggles with mental health. Can you imagine living in the house with us? And now she's telling all the, the stories, including that she was pretty much kicked out of the house and really lived in the woods because her mom thought she was fat. What celebrity book would you like to see? I'd like Rosie O'Donnell's daughter to write a book. Ooh. Kelly Ripper's daughter. Ooh. Yes. Your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see that. It is ironic, though. I got to tell you, uh, as we uh, check out here, Robin, you were great again today. You were great last week, great again today. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but I did watch every episode of Roseanne Barr's former sister-in-law, Tom Arnold's sister, who ran the biggest methamphetamine ring in the country yeah. out of the state of Iowa. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. These celebrities, I'm telling you, I love them. I do. like They make me laugh. They're so ridiculous. But, my goodness, if you shake too hard, they have secrets, secrets, secrets. Don't we all? All families, although hopefully ours are not quite as dramatic as this. <laughs> great. <laughs> hey, Rob, you really are terrific. I love having you on. Yeah, listen to your podcast. Um, it was fantastic. I, I felt like you were encroaching on my turf doing a six, seven-minute gossip show. I know. My lawyers will be sending a cease and desist, but it's very good. You're really good at it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Coming from you, that means a lot, because I really do think you are far away the best in the business. I'm the best. I'm the best. I, I, I would even say that to a lady that put me on her show last year, Wendy Williams. I'd even tell her Wendy, that. Wendy, how you doing, my friend Wendy? She ain't doing that great. Uh, how you doing? Uh, but you're great. She may be back soon. Who knows? But you're great. See and you, uh, keep coming back. Okay, Rob, that was terrific. Take care. I'll see you soon, my friend. All right. Uh, folks, that's Rob Shooter. And I love all this stuff. I love all the gossip. I love all the entertainment news, as you know. And I've even turned Bernie onto it more than he would like to admit. And if you want the real news and the best opinions, they all come from Rob Shooter. We continue 
to celebrate the Russian New Year with two very, very influential and impressive ladies. One, a politician in my old neighborhood of Sheepshead Bay. Keep it right here, fourth and final hour, and the last hour of the week of Bernie and Sid about to come your way. Watch last night, the Jersey Shore. The situation had a baby. Like uh, Frank Morano had Carmine, he's got a baby, it's named Romeo. And I was, I couldn't shut it off. 54-year-old man watching the Jersey Shore on MTV. Naked. I'm sure he's going to be a great dad, no? I like him. I think he will be a good dad. The situation has changed for the better. He's right, right. Am I right, Luke? He's grown as a person. He really has. Are you, like, talking about this, like, really seriously? Like, no, I, I watched every single episode of Jersey Shore when it was on. <laughs> I happen to agree with Luke. Anyway, happy Russian New Year. Two great guests and beats it on the other side. Final hour, that is Vertical Horizon, best I ever had. Final hour of the week. Bernard will be back on Monday. He may be doing the show from home. I don't know those details yet, but he'll, his voice will be here Monday. I know a lot of you folks miss him. He'll be back uh, on Monday. I miss him, too. Of course, spoke to him twice yesterday. Rob Shooter, of that great conversation, is on Channel 5 right now with Rosanna Scotto. He's supposed to say hello to me. We'll see if he does that. I doubt it. And um, there was something else I wanted to tell you, and I just forgot. You remember what it was, uh, Justin? No. God, I'm getting so forgetful. Anyway, um, I'm a Brooklyn boy. I grew up two blocks away from Madison High School, East 23rd and Quentin. My mom and sisters went to Madison. My father, God rest his soul, boy, I miss him. He went to Lincoln. And uh, I did go to Poly Prep and Solomon Schechter, but uh, I'm a Brooklyn boy. And when John Katzmatidis bought those apartments in Coney Island, I had to grab a key right away, and I still have a key to... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 22A in one of those beautiful Ocean Drive Tower buildings. And I went back uh, quite a bit over the summer. Had a chance to spend time in Sheepshead Bay and all that good stuff. And my sister still lives in Brooklyn. She's in uh, Mill Basin. So, listen, every opportunity I get, whether it's Bay Ridge to go get my Botox from Jen or Sheepshead Bay to have dinner, 
I could be living anywhere in the country. I'm a Brooklyn boy. And our next guest has now been on with me and Bernie twice. And she is a politician for the 48th District, which includes all my areas, Brighton Beach, Gerritsen Beach, Gravesend. I'm on a TV show, Gravesend, coming up next season. Manhattan Beach. I went to school at Kingsborough Community College. Marine Park. I played basketball every day on Stewart. Midwood. <laughs> my whole family went to Midwood High School. Uh, my sister, uh, all my girlfriends, Palm Be- excuse me, uh, Plum Beach and Sheepshead Bay. She's really smart and lovely. Inna Vernikov. Inna, welcome back to the Bernie and Sid Show. How are you? Good morning. Happy Russian New Year to those who celebrate. Yes, uh, happy Russian New Year to you. Well, you just said it to those who celebrate. I had Justin, my uh, board up, and my producer, his girlfriend, on earlier. She was born here. She's very American. She loves her Russian heritage, but she doesn't celebrate the Russian New Year. Question is, do you? You know, I'd say 60% of my district includes Russian speakers, but I would say that most of them celebrate Rosh Hashanah rather than uh, the Russian New Year. Wow. Um, so wow. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really celebrate, but I, th- you know, I think it's, uh, it's a good excuse for those who do celebrate to, you know, party it up and pop some champagne bottles. Absolutely. We did already have the New Year, January first. Right, right, and like you said, Rosh Hashanah for the Jews back in uh, September. You know, I was talking to um, somebody from the Tolstoy Foundation, Valerie, uh, earlier this morning, and uh, we were talking about the difference between folks who are born here. You know, and they just, they're entitled. They're Americans, they're entitled, I got it, fine. And folks that come here from socialist and communist nations, a point John Katsimatidis made earlier, who seem to really appreciate a place like Sheepshead Bay more than the kid that was born in Brooklyn. Is there truth to that in your opinion? Um, absolutely, yeah. I mean, look, uh, people who come here from the former Soviet Union uh, who came here from the former Soviet Union, are really angry about what's going on here. And I, I would say that the number one thing that they don't want to happen here is for us to go back to the former Soviet Union, um, because that's what they see happening in this country right now. Not to get all political right now, but... Well, you're a politician, so if anybody's going to get political, it's going to be you. I mean, <laughs> so, so I'm assuming by that you're not a very, very big fan of Vladimir Putin, Yes. No, and uh, look, you know, um, Americans often confuse Russians and Ukrainians, yeah. uh, and I come from the Ukraine. I mean, it was at one point the former Soviet Union, but right now, uh, you know, you know the tensions between Russia and Ukraine, and they're on the brink of a war. They're well, wait a second. The, the, really the Russians keep telling us that they're not going to invade. You don't believe them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Okay, so you're from the Ukraine, but you still have an opinion about Putin. Is he, is he you know, like the Donald Trump would say, reason why I, I say nice things about him is it's, too, it's really twofold. A, you want to keep your enemies closer than your friends, and B, the fact is, unlike Joe Biden, he's not a feckless leader. He may do some horrible things, but he is certainly in charge. Any truth to those things? Look, I'll tell you this much, and not to defend Putin in any way. He's a dictator. He, he's done some horrible things. But I'll tell you this. I don't think that we would ever have Black Lives Matter destroying businesses and injuring people in Moscow the way we do here. Yep, so right. I'll give him that. 
That's right, and I think that was Donald Trump's point all along, is that he's done some horrible things, and we don't appreciate that. But like you just said, things that happen here in the United States would never happen under that guy's leadership, unlike Joe Biden. By the way, I don't remember your district, specifically the 48th district, getting inundated and having issues with those types of rallies and protests two summers ago, or am I missing something? Well, you know what? I think that they would never come here. We had, last summer when all of this was going on, we had patrol groups that formed. And we warned, if you come here, you know, you're not going to see nice things happen to you. So these patrol groups, I think, you know, they, they partnered up with the police. They made sure that we here remain safe. There were guys patrolling stores and private businesses 24-7. Here. So I think that it wouldn't do them well to, to come here. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have a major problem. Right. In this yeah, I didn't think so. See, like I and I always know for years like Brighton Beach, very heavy Russian population. Um, I didn't think Marine Park necessarily. I, I kind of think of uh, Irish people living in Marine Park, mostly like cops and firemen. Uh, Manhattan Beach, I think of Jews. So, I mean, obviously things have changed. I used to live in Brooklyn full-time, you know, 20 years ago. But is it fair to say that all of those sections that you look over, all populated by, by Russian families? You know, I think Sheepshead Bay has changed in the last few years. I see a very diverse population in Sheepshead Bay. There are many Asian Americans in the Homecraft Gravesend area, also on Sheepshead Bay. But yeah, Manhattan Beach, I would say, is, is really a lot of Syrian Jews, a yeah. lot of Russians, a yes. little bit of a mixture. And Marine Park is actually not part of my district. Oh, it's not part of your district? Nope. Okay. Um, uh, I just want to get this right. Brighton Beach, yes. Garrison Beach, yes. Gravesend, yes. Manhattan Beach, yes. Plum Beach and Sheepshead Bay, those are right, right? Yeah, and uh, parts of Grayson and Midwood. So it goes all the way up to Avenue L in Midwood. Avenue L in what? It, it, it depends. You know, it's very weird the way they cut it. You know, on Avenue M, one side of the district, one side of the road, one side of the street is my district, and what? across the street isn't. That's weird. So it's very weird. Yeah, yeah it's very weird. weird. It's like from L and 29th to 9th. It's, it's very, it's very weird. Well, I grew up on uh, East 22nd and Quentin, and my wife grew up on East 14th and Avenue N. So we uh, we are Brooklyn through and through. And like I said, my sister, Ray Sherry, still lives in uh, in Mill Bay. Do you live in, in uh, Sheepshead Bay? I do. Okay, so you, you live there. You govern that district. I got to tell you, it's beautiful. I did have dinner, as I told you last time you were here. A couple of months ago, I was staying at John's apartment in Coney Island. I took the cab over. Russian cab driver, by the way. And uh, I had dinner at an Italian-slash-Greek restaurant right on the corner of Sheepshead Bay Road. But I took a long walk that night from the old Lundy's, you know, all the way down. I actually bought groceries a couple of blocks away on Coney Island Avenue, uh, on Ocean Avenue, excuse me. And I got to tell you, it's gorgeous there. Gorgeous. Anna. Yes, it is. We love it. And we're trying to make it better, cleaner and safer. Well, well, well give me uh, some of the problems. And you say you're trying to make it better, cleaner and safer. What, what part is not all that? What, what part are you looking to improve more than any other? So I'll tell you, by the train stations, we have a lot of garbage. Uh, you know, that's still a problem. But so for people that don't know, by the way, when she says by the train stations, that's East 16th Street. Right, right, right. So we have we have about six train stations in the district. I would say uh, we have two on Brighton Beach. We've got uh, Kings Highway. We've got Avenue M, and we've got Sheep the Bay. Those are the main uh, train stations. There's always you know a lot of garbage uh, down there. There are a lot of rats 
on Brighton Beach, just literally walking the streets. Oh, my God. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, last summer I was walking on Brighton Beach, and the, the rats were just really around. I, I didn't see any on Coney Island. I didn't see any, but really, they're all over Brighton Beach. Wow. Yes, I was literally walking on the street. The rats were, we were I was walking with someone God. with my team. Uh-huh. And, yeah, they were just on the street. Um, there's a homeless problem. Uh, there are homeless people just, you know, laying out on the street, on the trains. Uh, there was a couple of days ago, there was a homeless person just laying out uh, inside the bank. Um, and the right. issue is that some of these banks, don't want to kick them out. Right. So, um, you know, I mean, look, obviously they need a place, they need a safe place, but they also cannot be just lying around, right. you know, in, inside a bank. Well, um, listen, I got I got news for you. It's not exclusive to Brooklyn, and it'll be because my cab driver, Gene, on Fridays, I like to give him cash to tip him for the week. So we stop at a bank, I swear to God, on Park Avenue. Very, very fancy, sweetheart. 48th and Park, a big-time bank. And every time I walk in Friday morning, there's at least one, if not two, homeless people sleeping there because you get inside that vestibule and you're good to go for the night. So it's everywhere. It really is. Look, I, I, only, uh, I can only make an impact in one district. Right. But I, I know what's happening in the city. I mean, I'm, I'm there a lot as well. I'm by City Hall. I used to have a law practice there. And it's bad. It's bad. And now we have a new uh, district attorney in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Who I don't believe is going to make things cleaner or safer. No, it's, he's making things worse, Alvin Bragg. He's allowing the criminals to run rampant. Hopefully somebody has him removed. But what kind of law did you practice? I'm curious. I did matrimonial immigration law. Oh, my God. That's what my wife does. The same exact two things. She's in Great Neck. Matrimonial, immigration. And she does some criminal, too. But that's exactly what she does. So... And uh, these uh, divorce proceedings, uh, that is tough, right? And a very tough. It's tough. It's tough. But, you know, you get used to it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, she doesn't tell me any of the real stories because she has the, the, the confidentiality between her and her clients. But I don't know. That seems like a rough line of business. I'm, I'd almost rather walk with the rats in Gravesend <laughs> than deal with that. So what are your real uh, political aspirations after this? I mean, you've won. You're now a city council member for a very important part of Brooklyn, a very historical part of Brooklyn. Do you have uh, other aspirations in a, after this? Look, right now my aspirations are to do what I can to really clean up the district and maybe have an impact on the city. We are now five Republicans in the city council, but we also have what's called a common sense caucus, uh, which includes both moderate Democrats and Republicans. And we believe we now have a real say in the city council, and we're ho- hoping to really make an impact on the city and the city policies because what's happening in there, it's craziness. It's insanity. Yeah. It is. I agree. Well, listen, uh, happy Russian New Year, Inna. And uh, I know this is not going to be easy because you have constituents all over Brooklyn, many Russians. But I need you to give me your opinion of the best Russian restaurant in your district. Russian restaurant. Hmm. Come on. (laughs) Come on. They got the vodka on the table. Come on. I know. Cafe. Cat's Cafe. Straight up. And by the way, Mayor Eric Adams loves that place. What place doesn't he love? <laughs> to be honest. Is that on Coney Island Avenue? No, it's on Emmons. Oh, okay, cool. Well, listen, Happy New Year. You're always a terrific guest. You should come to the studio one of these days and meet me in Bernard. But uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the New Year. Come back soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right, Inna. Take okay. care. All right, sweetheart. Take care. Inna, 
Vernikov, of course, the city council member for the 48th district of Brooklyn. And that's uh, my neighborhood right there. We need a contestant for Beat Sid, which will come your way after we speak to Irene Gobble from uh, Gobble Law. She's a great lady, too. A great lady. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. At stake, as always, a $100 WABC gift card. Uh, excuse me, that is brought to you by Pete Morgan and Peter Spoilers and the Barry House Coffee Mug as well. We'll talk to attorney Irene Gobble here on the Happy Russian New Year edition of Bernie and Sid right after this. On the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. And on this Friday, we're celebrating the Russian New Year. And uh, why not, right? I mean, the Russian communities uh, all over our boroughs play such an important part in New York's success. These are hardworking, really, really good people. And specifically, the lady I'm about to talk to, you've heard her voice on this station before, is such an amazing story from Leningrad to the United States from Austria to Sheepshead Bay. I'm not even kidding you. That is the story of Irene Gabo, who is now a very successful attorney here in uh, in Brooklyn and in New York. Uh, I've spoken to Irene before. I think I did a commercials once before. And she's here to celebrate this big, big day. Irene, happy Russian New Year. How are you, sweetheart? Good morning, Sydney. How are you? It's a pleasure to be with you. It's great to have you, too. And we've got so many things uh, in common. You know, you you live in Great Neck. My wife, also an attorney, she works in Great Neck. You practice law in Sheepshead Bay. When I first got married 30 years ago, I lived in Sheepshead Bay. So you and I, Irene, we're like, we're, we're basically brother and sister. We probably had coffee in El Greco at some point. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite diners. That's so funny. Is that still there? Right. No, it, there's a huge condo there right now, and the Sheepshead Bay Diner is not there anymore either. I know. That I know. I was but in Sheepshead used to be my playground. Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, you know, my, my boss here, John Katsimatidis, he owns these two beautiful buildings, Coney Island, right right by Seagate. They're gorgeous. They're called uh, Ocean, Ocean Drive. And I stayed there quite a bit during the summer. So one summer night, I actually made my way to Sheepshead Bay Road, brought back memories, Captain Walters and all that good stuff, and just to kind of have dinner to see what it was all about by the old Lundy's and even uh, later uh, later on Kenny Rogers' place. And it's beautiful. They've got a whole bunch of great new restaurants. It's lovely there. It's hopping. It, uh, you know, a sheep's at bay is the new Manhattan. It really is. It's like the new Manhattan. That's very, very good. Well, listen, uh, this is a very big, uh, big day for you, obviously. And uh, your story is an amazing, amazing story. You came here with your parents from Leningrad in 1989, just $500 in your pocket. And now you're a thriving, successful attorney. Don King once said this, Irene, many years ago, and it was his motto outside of his business office on Palmetto Park Road in Boca Raton, Florida. And it read, only in America, right? It's the little girl's journey from Milan to Minsk. <laughs> there you have it. So give us specifically 
what happened, what, what you guys went through, you and your mom and your dad, and how you got to this point where you're a beloved, well-respected attorney here in New York? Well, we left with $500 in our pocket, as you said. We were in Vienna for about 10 days, and then they transferred us to Italy, where we stayed for about three months. And then in February of 1989, when George Bush Sr. became president, uh, everybody who was in Italy at that time was granted permission to come to the United States as a refugee, and we were part of that group. So little did I know if I could go to south of the border, I could have just gotten in, you know, but then I was online through Vienna and Italy, and then here I am. We settled in Bay Ridge, and uh, I went to Fort Hamilton. I don't know if you know it. I know it. Well, listen, uh, I, I went to Poly Prep in Bay Ridge. I, oh, it's right there. Of yes. Course, of uh, course. I knew you girls very, very well. <laughs> <laughs> A beautiful school. They've, they've yes. really expanded. Yeah. Um, and, and then went to NYU. Uh, graduated with honors from both, worked my way through the law firms, and then in October of 2018, went on my own. And here wow. I am. Wow. So you've had your own firm now going on uh, four years in October. Correct. And you're a personal injury attorney. And again, the offices I are am. in uh, Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. And uh, I, listen, I know people that know you. I know you know that. And all they say is Irene is a great attorney and it doesn't surprise me because you've got so much drive and you're such a great story so but folks who do want to contact you for help how do they do that uh they call me at 800-560-0214 or they can find me on facebook at gobble law that's g-a-b-o law they could also read my reviews on facebook they're all from clients they're all five-star reviews or check out my webpage at GobbleLaw.com. Irene Gobble, GobbleLaw.com, celebrating this Russian uh, New Year today. You're also not, um, well, you're not shy about what your political preference is, which I find to be very, very sexy, Irene. <laughs> Especially today, a, a, a well-known, beautiful attorney who says, I'm Republican and I'm a proud Republican. How about that? And I'm pro-Trump. Pro-Trump. So you want to see Trump run again in 2024 like me and win again, yes? A hundred percent. So you're not happy. These are silly questions. Uh, you're not happy with Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and this broken administration? Well, from what I heard, it's President Kamala Harris. <laughs> That's true. I played that five times the last two days. It is a I little, can't get enough of it. I know. It, it, it's crazy, right? I mean, he doesn't even know he's the president. He doesn't even know. It's bizarre world, so Sid. I don't know what to say. It really is bizarre world, but that uh, that's where we are. And hopefully, 2022, the House and the Senate will go back to the Republicans, and 2024, Trump will be back on Pennsylvania Avenue. But the good news is, even with the way the, way the country is going, inflation and all these issues, it seems like Irene, your practice is still thriving. You're doing very, very well. Yes. It is doing very well. A lot of my practice has elderly clients, and what I've been able to do is switch completely to Zoom during COVID, and that was actually very helpful for a lot of people that couldn't get to me. So I happen to have grown my practice during COVID, which wow. is amazing. Yeah, because, you know, they don't want to schlep to sheep today. I completely understand. So we would, you know, we do FaceTime, we do Skype, we do Zoom, whatever it takes. 
Wow, that's very, very smart. Yeah. You know, I got in my notes here, too. I know, again, you're a big fan of mine and the show and Bernie. And, uh, and you're Bernie. aware of, right, the Bernie situation. And um, and it says here that, uh, uh, now this is Thursday. By the time we air this on Friday, which is the Russian New Year, Bernie may be sitting right next to me right now listening to this. But either way, it says here that you're going to the Rabbi Lubavitch grave tomorrow to pray for tonight. Bernie's speedy recovery. That means tonight. Tell me about that. Um, I go there every now and then uh, when I need to pray, I need to ask for guidance, I need to ask for advice. I find it to be very therapeutic to me. I write my little note to the rabbi, I stand by his grave, I put the note in, and today I'm going to go there. I'm going to pray for Bernie, I'm going to pray for my parents who are recovering from COVID right now. My dad is in rehab, oh, and sorry. I'll say a little prayer. Oh, wow. Good for you. So are you, you're, you're Jewish. You're an observant Jew, yes? I'm a card-carrying Jew. Yes, I am. Well, but you don't like Do, do you uh, keep Shabbos and do all that type of thing or not? Not really. Uh, you know, every other Friday. Right, you're, like me. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, like me. I'm like you. I'm like you. I'm a Passover Jew. Let's Ru- just say that. Exactly, a Rosh Hashanah Jew, a, uh, a, uh, a uh, what's it called, a Yom Kippur Jew, all those uh, very That's important right. holidays. That's right. And by the way, by the way, Irene, sweetheart, that is uh, that is good enough. Uh, one more time on your job, though. You also you talked about uh, the covid situation being yes. very, very good. Uh, but you also work in the in surrogates court, uh, which I guess because I, I do. Right. So tell me about that. Well, unfortunately, during covid, we've lost a couple of our clients um, to COVID and they were elderly clients. And when a person passes away and there's an ongoing case, they cannot collect the money from the settlement. So there needs to be an estate set up, whether the person died with a will or without a will, you have to go through surrogate's court and set up either testamentary letters or letters of administration. So the estate can then get the money that this person was entitled to. Ah, I got it. So I've gotten into it. As COVID hit, and I've been doing it nonstop because now people are coming to do a will, people are coming to do a trust, people are coming to do estate planning. But if somebody does pass away, we've been doing a lot of surrogates work. And unfortunately, in the past two months, it, there's been an uptick. Oh, my God. Even sorry. though it's Omicron, yeah, but still. Oh, well, that is uh, sad to hear. Sorry to hear that uh, right with the COVID pandemic, uh, probate stuff, administrative work, all in surrogates court. This is Irene Gobble, GobbleLaw.com. That's how you find her celebrating the Russian New Year here with us today. So uh, you're out of there a long time. You love America. Clearly, you've made a great life here in America. It's all the stuff you dreamed about, I'm sure, as a child. Yeah. But there must be something, Irene, you miss about the homeland in Russia. What would that be? Oh, well, can I tell you a short story? Sure. Okay. It's 8 o'clock at night, and my family realizes that they're out of toilet paper. And it's dark, and it's minus 100 outside, and it's, you know, 8 feet of snow. So my mom gives me this little necklace that I put around my neck, not to hang myself, but to go get toilet paper. (laughs) And I schlep to the store that's two miles away, and I stand in line with the other idiots who ran out of toilet paper. I get the toilet paper, which is the quality of, I would say, a low-grade wallpaper. A sandpaper, right? (laughs) Yes, sandpaper. That's the word. I put it around my neck on the necklace. I have about, uh, you know, five, six rolls of toilet paper on my necklace, and I schlep back. And this is communism for you. I miss the fresh air at night. 
That crisp, fresh air really? on the mountain of snow. I do. Wow. I miss the snow. But you can move to Utah or Colorado and get the same exact thing. I'm a New Yorker through and through. I Even know. though I moved to Great Neck, right. I'm still a Brooklyn girl in heart. I know. No, I hear you. I Don't... miss my limelight. Is there a limelight in Webster Hall in Utah? No, that's, so. that's gone. I used to go there, too. No, I know you did. Yeah. I know you did. The Tunnel Culture Club, all of it. Wait a second. How do you know? I went to all those places. How do you know? Did I meet you then? I used to bartend at Webster Hall. You did? I did when I was at NYU. I'm looking at your picture right now. You're very attractive, by the way. I, I don't remember. Uh, I have a face for radio. <laughs> no, you're very pretty. I, I, and I guess you made my drinks. I'd see all those places. That's where I hung out. That's unbelievable. I was on the main floor in Webster Hall. They wow. used to play a lot of 80s there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I made more money sometimes than I, you know, than oh. I did later on in my career. I'm Not sure, now, but, I'm sure yeah. you did, sweetheart. Well, I'll tell you this. When I was asked who I want for the Russian New Year, I said, get me Yaramir Yager. I'm a big Ranger fan. I said, okay, we can't get him. Get me Anna Kornikova. Well, we can't get <laughs> I got to tell you, Irene Gabo, you're better than all of them. And uh, this was a great conversation. You're a great story, a sweet lady. I wish you nothing but luck and success. I hope your parents are okay. And uh, you're invited on the Bernie and Sid Show whenever you want. Happy Russian New Year, and congratulations on all you've done. Thank you, Sid. I'm a huge fan, and I will pray for Bernie today. And I know he's a fighter, and he will be back soon. But, Bernie, get some rest. Don't come tomorrow. What do you need this? <laughs> that's exactly what I say. Irene, it's you're crazy. great. Check her out, folks, at uh, Gabo Law. That's G-A-B-O Law.com. Again, Happy New Year, Irene. We'll take a short break. More of Bernie and Sid on this Friday, right after these short messages. Now. It's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Airless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. It is indeed not time to beat Bernie, but time to beat Sid with Bernie's absence again today. Sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Check them out at peerlessboilers.com and paviliontankless.com for a deal near you. Peerless Boilers, America's best built. Spoilers. Today on the line, we have Peter in New York City. Pete, where are you at in New York City? Uh, Little Italy. All right. How you doing today, man? Fine, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It says here you're a landscape architect. What does a yeah. landscape architect do? We build things without locks. Huh. You yeah, build things are... without locks. Yeah, garden and park. I see. Now, see, now you've illustrated for uh, that for me in my mind, and now I understand what you do. Thank you, you were thinking of salmon, weren't you, John? I was thinking. <laughs> thank you, Luke. All right, Pete, thank, thank you for the clarification. Are you ready to get into the game today? You think you got a chance? Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll, man. A little bit more sports, uh, entertainment, pop culture-centered uh, today. So uh, you think you're prepared? I think so, yeah. All right, let's do it. Number one, what Giants quarterback was responsible for ending Eli Manning's streak of starting consecutive games at 210. Geno Smith. Very good. You knew that one, huh? You, you were quick at it. You were quick out of the gate. All right, you ready? you ready for number two? Lay it on me. All right. What is the name of SpongeBob SquarePants' next-door neighbor? Uh, Squidward. Two for two. Good start. Good start. 
good guess, too. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you can you can tell us if you watch if you still watch SpongeBob, Pete. Right, you're too old to have. Yeah. All right. Number three. <laughs> All right, number three. Which original Jersey Shore cast member actually lived in New Jersey before starring in the show? Um, b- 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 the situation. Like, wrong, you two-legged bag of anthrax. That was a good guess. It was Sammy Sweetheart is the correct oh, answer. Nice. All right, you're still two for three. You're, still, you're, in, you're in a good spot. You are in a good spot. Let's see if we can get back on track here with number four. What actor played the role of Coach Herb Brooks in the Disney movie Miracle? Oh, uh, Will Smith. Wrong, you two-legged bag of anthrax. Will Smith. I don't know. Was that the hockey movie? Yeah. Oh, I don't see that. Kurt Russell made the legendary um, oh, okay. the legendary speech in the locker room to his Team USA before they went out and yeah. beat Team Russia. Fantastic movie. I would, I would give it a watch again if I, if I were you. Okay. All right. Two for four. On to number five. Let's see if we can cap it off with a correct answer. Which New York reliever holds the active record for the fastest thrown pitch in Major League Baseball history? Oh, familiar. Who? It was familiar. I'm wrong, you two-legged bag of I thought you were saying I'm familiar. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm familiar. Yeah. It was a Chapman. Oh, I think yeah. it was upwards of 105 to 106 miles on that one. Yeah. <laughs> the Cuban Missile. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there. It's right there for you. All right, not bad. Two for five. I'll take it. You will definitely have a shot with the way Sid's been going over the last couple of days. Uh, well, I called in. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> a, chance, a rare chance to uh, actually come out on top All right. with Sidney uh, as your opponent. So here he comes. He's coming down the hall doing his little perp walk. Look at him go. Hand in pocket. Just looking sexy as ever. I'm going to throw you on hold here, Peter, and uh, we'll get back to you uh, when Sid wraps up, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. All right. You got it. All right, big guy. How you feeling? I love that picture of me in the beep, in the Bernie and Sid T-shirt. Yeah. With my bulging biceps and my small penis. What? Anyway, how about those jets? How about them? Going all the way this year, huh? All the way where? Nowhere. Yeah. Did I win? <laughs> no. You didn't play yet. Oh. How, did, how many did he get right? Two. Okay, let's play. Come on. I got to go. I got stuff to do today. You're not going anywhere until 10 o'clock. All right. I'm you ready? I'm getting my booster shot today. Go hey, ahead. now. All right. Number one. What Giants quarterback was responsible for ending Eli Manning's streak of starting consecutive games? Oh, he just got arrested this week for DUI. The great Geno Smith. He also was uh, drafted out of West Virginia by the New York Football Jets. Uh And he got cold cocked in the locker room by some uh, crazy offensive lineman. Uh I don't know. What's the answer? That was the right answer. That's why I played the I correct answer. You so much information. Sid, Clearly, who punched him in the face? Do you remember that guy's name? Oh, it's like a long name. I don't know. Like Aguabakwe or something. I don't know. Right. Nobody really cares. So no. that's, that's you know what? I, I love when I send people shout-outs. Because I, like I, I said moments ago, shout-out to Christina and Stepano for listening. And I had no idea if they were listening. And Stepano sent me a text. He goes, I love you. So he was listening. I, I love when I do that. And people actually listen and respond. It's... Well, yeah. But, I mean, it's a win-win for you. Because if they're not listening, then... Nobody cares anyway. Right. Right. But when they do respond, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. You're actually listening. Right. But nobody's going to be, how dare you? But everybody listens to this show. Exactly. Everybody. Exactly. Even Boomer Sison. All right. You want to get back to the game? Not really. All right. Number two. 
Are you going to let me finish the question this time at least? I don't know. If I know it first, I'm just going to say it. Come on, i got to go. All right. What is the name of SpongeBob SquarePants' next-door neighbor? Ooh. Patrick is his best friend. Uh, Squidward is his boss. His next-door neighbor? Who's his next-door neighbor? Dolores Catania. You going to give me a character from the show? That's the only characters I know are Squidward and, uh... I have to pick one of them. A Squidward. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun when you kind of just roll the dice? Yeah. You roll aces. Beautiful. All right. Two for two thus far. You need one more to win the game. Think you get one of these last three right? 100%. Okay. Number three. Which original Jersey Shore cast member... Oh, my show! ...actually lived in New Jersey before starring in the show? They didn't even live there? No, most of them well, let me think. Vinny, Vinny lived in Staten Island. He just sold his house and moved to Los Angeles. Ronnie, by the way, Paulie looks terrible with his stupid, stupid facial hair. hair and that hair. And he looks, I think he looks terrible. Um, he lives in Vegas now, if, you, if you're curious. Is, is it a girl or a guy? Because it's girls and guys. I'm going to go with uh, Snooky, Nicole Palazzo. Brown, you two-legged back. Son of a gun. Close. Not really close, though. Sammy Sweetheart. Oh, she's not on the show anymore. Ronnie punched her in the face and she left. Yeah, that did happen, didn't it? Yeah, she was uh, That was controversial. Yeah. Uh, you know, I watched uh, I watched it last night. It was great. A little, little Romeo situation as a little boy, Romeo. Oh, is that And then the after one? the show was over, Snooki does this really horrible show. It's kind of like that show that, that um, uh, that's on MTV with a... Uh, come on, help me out. It's on every day. It's, it's Ridiculousness? On like Which one? Ridiculousness. Yes, ridiculousness. Exactly right. So it's her, Tory Spelling, some fat rapper. It's the worst show you've ever seen. It's worth watching. It's the worst show on television, Snooki. Mm. Yeah. Is Uh. is it the tattoo show? Which one? Uh, uh, The tattoo show, right? Uh, um, No, ridiculous. How far is tattoo from? Oh, never mind. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Okay. (laughs) Mike was a little late. A little late. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Mike, yeah, Kennedy got assassinated. Number four, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Number four, what actor played the role of Coach Herb Brooks in the Disney movie Miracle? Oh, that was Kurt Russell. Now, we actually played the Miracle on Ice audio earlier this morning. Yes, we did. And uh, Herb Brooks actually was a guy that traded my dear friend Ron Duguay from the Rangers to the Red Wings. And we hate Herb Brooks because of that, even though he won the gold medal. How about it? He died on the side of the road having a car accident, I believe, in the great state of Minnesota. That well, may not be true. I don't even know, but it sounded good. I will say Herb Brooks did a uh, great job. <laughs> with the Olympic team, yes. With this, with this, uh, uh, what's Olympic the final? Team. I've won already today. What's the last one? The last one is, which New York reliever holds the active record for the fastest thrown pitch in Major League Baseball history? Is that right? New York uh, arrived this Chapman. Hey! All right, one. What was the final score? Final score was uh, three, uh, four to two. All right. Hey, Pete, good job, brother. Thank you for playing Thank today. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Have a good weekend, okay? You too, man. Thank you. All right. 1-800-848-WABC. If you missed this uh, pathetic game, Bernie's going to be back on Monday. He'll play the regular beat, Bernie. But you can play this $1,000 minute, 4.30 in the morning with Frank Morano. If you get 10 right in a minute, you get 1000 bucks. So make sure you play that on Monday. We'll come back and wrap things up in a great week with you guys on the phones right after this. Beat Bernie, sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. There it is, MTV Jersey Shore. Play this. Mark Knopfler. 
dire straits, all the papers, money for nothing. I get my tickets for free. I'll give you the rock. Every chick comes with a price tag. Everyone. And I got gay friends, and their gay guys come with a price tag. Point being, you don't get nothing for free. Well, maybe if you're Mark Nothler, you do. I don't know. Dire straits. Money for nothing. 77 WABC listeners, go check out the new Burning Instant in the Morning merchandise at the 77 WABC store right now. Go to WABCRadioStore.com. Find everything from Burning Instant in the Morning t-shirts to hats to jackets to bags, even Citizens t-shirts. Lisa Ganji bought a bunch of those. Thank you, Lisa. Luckily for Burning Instant listeners, you've got a limited time discount. Enter discount code BURNINGINSIT15 at checkout for 15% off your purchase at the 77 WABC store. That's discount code Bernie and Sid 15 for 15% off your purchase. Go to WABCRadioStore.com right now. And when you get your merchandise, download the 77 WABC Radio app. Take a picture of yourself with it. Go to the upload section, upload your photo, and you'll have the chance to be featured on Bernie and Sid in the morning's Instagram page. Very exciting. Here is um, Bobby and Wayne, line four, quickly. 30 seconds. Bobby, what's up, pal? Sid, I want to, I'm, I'd like you to hold off on that booster. There's too much going on with that. What are you hearing? I, you I, what do you mean? Why? Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan said yesterday, people dropping like flies. The backup catcher, the devil race, no. passed away, got a booster. Betty White, three days later, booster. Yeah. Hold I mean, you know, listen, I know, I know that Bob Saget got it, too, right before he died. But And, Bobby, I love you. Thank you for being concerned about me. But I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, I can't use Hulk Hogan as, a, uh, <laughs> as my critical medical source. Hulk Hogan. I mean, uh, can I? No, you can't. Joe's in California. You got 30 seconds, Joseph. Go ahead. Oh, 30 seconds. I'm a Brooklyn guy. I'm out here 40 years. I listen to you every morning, Sid. I'm, I grew up in Bensonhurst. I nice. go back a lot because I took care of my parents. Okay. Uh, it's not the same. It's not like it used to no, be. No, it's not. Now, it's, know, especially right. Bensonhurst, Joe. It's completely changed. I'm a big fan. I listen to it for a long time. I have a lot of friends, same mutual friends as you at Breezy Point. Uh, oh, your friends with Mike I, Sullivan? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, be good yeah, out there yeah. in California. Keep coming back. Once a Brooklyn boy, always a Brooklyn boy. doesn't matter where you live. Hey, uh, just again, uh, just to remind you folks, Bernard will be back on Monday. He may be home. He may not be able to come in and do the show from the studio, but you'll hear his voice and all that good stuff. So Bernie will be back on Monday. But in his stead this week, i got to give my staff a tremendous amount of credit. I mean, what a great job. Justin Ellick, Luke Lograno. Mike Garcia, Frankie Diaz with an E, Pastina Cristina when she was here those two days, Deb Valentine, Joe Nolan, and uh, Susie Cerrone, who never even addresses me. But that's fine. Really a tremendous job. You're all really talented folks. And one day when I die, you'll have a job. But until then, you'll keep pressing buttons and just, that's it. Okay? All right. <laughs> 
The guests were great today. Your girlfriend's adorable. You got 18 months. Don't screw that up. Okay. She'll be banging some guy in Bensonhurst in two Uh-oh. years. I know. Anyway, have yourselves a great weekend. Happy Russian New Year. 